What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. This is a special podcast because this is our Spider-Man No Way Home official spoilers review. Guys, we've been talking about this movie now for years at this point. This movie was supposed to come out last year, very much delayed, like many movies, because of the pandemic. A lot of anticipation for this film because of the uh, potential appearances that we may be seeing, not just from the older Spider-Man figures, but also some figures from other series, like, the, like for example, the Netflix Daredevil series. And, man, I think that this is certainly ended up being one of the more highly anticipated Marvel movies ever in terms of the MCU and maybe just Marvel movies, superhero movies, period. I mean, you look at the history of superhero movies. I'm joined by my guys, Kendall Stewart and Shamari Stewart. Sham, I'll ask you first, did Spider-Man No Way Home live up to the hype? Uh, oh, yeah, 100,000% it lived up to the hype. Wow, 100,000%. Uh, Shamari's all in. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It absolutely lived up to the hype. Um, I mean, this was was a great movie, by far the best of the Holland Spider-Man movies. It really is not even close, in, in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, and um, and this is, uh, you know, by the way, this is a spoilers. EJ, did you mention that already? I'm yeah, yeah, spoilers review. Yeah, yeah as I said at the top, but yeah. Heavy needs to be spoilers. reiterated. Yeah, yeah heavy, of course. Spoilers. We will spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and I'll make sure it's in the title if you're listening to this podcast, which you will already know because you're listening to it. But it'll be in this podcast because I know there are plenty of people. Actually, I got to ask you guys a quick question. Um, I'm not going to name the person because I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put them on blast. But I saw mm-hmm. someone, you know, they've been posting that, you know, Spider-Man, no, no spoilers, you know, image on social media. I shared it myself. You know, I'm 100% team no spoilers. And I think that that's, you know, just fair. I think mm-hmm. for definitely for the first weekend, for sure. I may even go a little longer than that in terms of personal statements about the film, especially that have spoilers in them. But I saw someone make the request that you should wait two weeks before posting any kind of spoilers. Do you think that that's too long? That felt a yeah. little long to me. Two weeks? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Come on, fam. Um, two weeks? I understand people got a lot of, they're very busy. I understand Shout out to everybody and prayers to everybody who's dealing with the COVID spikes that we're seeing right now. Hopefully, you know, your theater experience ended up being a safe one. But two weeks, though, fam? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, a lot. I would say yes. I know sometimes the international schedules can get a little weird. Like, sometimes they come out like a week after. Sometimes I don't know what it was for this. But yeah. I know that can be a little rough. Um, and sometimes we're on the receiving end of it. You know, sometimes this stuff comes out in like the UK or something. It's been yeah. out, so it's like, oh, I got, I can't even go on the internet. You know, so sometimes right. it gets a little weird. But two week, two weeks is, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, that's 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 kind of crazy. That's what, that's yeah, what, that's I mean, it, they ask for two form. weeks. I think it depends on the form in which you're talking about. I mean, like for example, you know, there's stuff happening on the show Hawkeye. You know that. Mm-hmm can't really talk about mm-hmm. you know maybe related to stuff we saw in this movie we can't really talk about it because it's not a hawkeye sh- this isn't a hawkeye <laughs> show so we don't want to need to spoil it right. but you know but if we were doing if you twitter or you said it and maybe not twitter either but like if you said it in another forum maybe it's like that's you know that may make sense or some some sort of hawkeye related thing but you're talking about something else and you're just spoiling something that people some people may not have seen a movie this big 
Yeah, I feel like on, embargo is much. You would think it's like the opposite, but I feel like the embargo is smaller. I, to know, me, my per, yeah, my personal feeling is that like I feel like the first weekend, I feel like people should show, show some respect. I think after that, it's really on you to avoid the spoilers. That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, once I, Monday to me, hits, I think to me, it's lightning. like at that at that point, it's like you really just need to like you you had a weekend to not you know, and maybe you couldn't see. I'm not again. I'm not trying to. I know there's the various different circumstances that may go into not seeing a movie in the first weekend. But I, I think for me personally, like if I don't see a movie in the first weekend, and there are movies that I may like be interested in seeing that I don't that I didn't get to the first weekend. Like if I get spoiled, I just don't. I don't like hammer the people that posted about it. That's me, you know. Um, like, I want to see Encanto, for example. I think that's a movie, right? The Disney movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Encanto. And, um, and, or maybe Encanto. I might have pronounced that wrong. But, uh, you know, like, I want to see that movie. And, and it's been out for a couple weeks, I think, at least. And, look, I didn't see a spoiler, but I'm saying if someone posted a, a major spoiler with that movie, even if it was weeks ago, knowing that's been out for a while, I, I couldn't be like, yo, man, like, what's with the spoilers? I'd say, uh, you know what? I didn't see it early enough. Uh, that's on me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I wanted to pose it to you guys because I know you guys are very, you're, you're very anti-spoiler. You know, we had a conversation about talking about this movie um, for the pod last week that we ended up not talking about a subject because you guys were even more anti-spoiler than I was, you know? Would have so, been a spoiler had we, we didn't know. Right. It, it would have been, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't know for sure. And now we know it would have been a spoiler had we mentioned it. So um, so, so that's why I thought it was it was important to 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 bring that up. Oh, as Shamari mentioned, spoilers there. But Kendall, uh, uh, do you, Shamari says this lived up to the hype. Are you are you in the same boat? Because I think that that's the kind of the first major question with this movie. Because that's you know really all we had for just so many months and really almost again years was the hype for this film. Did it did it yeah, measure well, up? Mean, yeah, I mean, first of all, you have to ask yourself, well, where was the hype? You know, was I mean movies that are comparable from the from a hype level. You know, obviously, Infinity War and Endgame in history, uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. Last Jedi, um, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I mean, Dark Knight Rises. And, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I Dark feel Knight like now I feel like I'm stirring the pot. I mean, is, is I mean, was it was it that level though? You know, was it was it which, was it which Endgame? Movie are we talking about? Was it Endgame? The Force Awakens level? Was this that level? Spider Man? Oh yeah, absolutely. The, I the tend to doing an endemic. It's two hundred. I mean, I'm talking million. like. Like just like, but that like, I mean I think box office numbers, about- right? But I think box office numbers do allude to hype. Reflect. I'm not Come saying on. that I'm not saying that it's it's like equivalent, but I think it's adjacent, 100. percent You know, okay. Because what what brings people to the movie theater is this word of mouth and this anticipation. What leads to that anticipation and word of mouth? Hype. So you know, it's a couple of separate degrees of separation, but I think they're connected. Now there are t- movies that I mean, are hyped that don't do good in the box office. And I don't mean that that doesn't mean that there wasn't hype. It's just maybe you know. So I I, I don't again. I don't think it's a one for one, but I think it's related. Is BBS on the level? No, not on maybe. not on the level of this stuff. No, probably on the level of this. That's probably closer to like Civil War was and other you know other big Marvel events that maybe yeah. weren't. I, the only like, the only movie that I probably the event, would, I would say the first one outside. Yeah, I, I may. The only movie that I may say I would not have in the same class of to me, other movie just named is maybe Endgame. But every other movie I yeah, agree with. Um, and I included and Infinity War. I, mean, I don't know about The Force Awakens either, honestly. Just because I, I mean that, that was that was that was crazy. That was a whole that, that was, was like a decades long. Yeah, and they were so they didn't. That was a movie kind of like this where they didn't tell you anything about it. 
We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know who a lot of these characters' names were. The anticipation <laughs> going was, into the movie. I mean, the anticipation was all the speculation on who was who and then all that. Like, obviously, yeah, the Force Awakens. They might be number one. You know, obviously. Now, here's I'll push back on this, and, I, and, I, and, and, and and fairness to yeah. you guys, I am not the Imperial Broadcast co-host on this podcast, so I know you guys are the Star Wars guys to hold it down to Generation Media, but. When you say, Shamari, that this was a decade's lead-up to this event for Star Wars, which is 100% accurate, I would argue there was a decade's lead-up to this. Because yeah, it's, it's been a decades, more than a decade, since we've seen uh, uh, Tobey Maguire. And it's not yeah. been a decade, but it's been a long time since we've seen Andrew Garfield. And even though it, they weren't in the promotion, it's like they were in the promotion. Like... It's like their absence in the promotion. It was like all the hype you needed. So all we kept asking, all we kept talking about was were they going to be in the film? But that's kind of why I do feel like it, it, it actually relates much closer to Force Awakens than maybe you guys uh, realize in that same regard. Right. I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a similar theme, but I don't, I don't think... No, I, I don't, I don't, and I mean, I'm biased, obviously. I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But yeah. I don't, I don't put, I, I personally wouldn't put those Spider-Man movies as much as I love the Maguire ones particularly, in the same category as, like, the original Star Wars trilogy. Right. In terms of, like, just historical, just, like... I feel you. Theatrical releases. Now, the other, the other side of that question is not only what... Well, how do you measure the hype? But then what EJ asked, does it live up to the hype? And of those movies that we mentioned at that same level, I would argue this one lived up hype more than any other movie in that same category, in that same class. And that, to me, more than Endgame is quite, in my opinion. That's the one. I, that's the. It's funny because somebody said that was the one I invited opinion, too. Yeah. But wow, that, wow, okay. I don't know about that. Endgame. I mean, Endgame to me, Endgame surpassed my hype. Endgame was. Endgame was it. I don't know. Maybe because I'm out of it. Maybe it's been so. It's been so long. <laughs> and we'll right. talk about how I feel about this movie too. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're gonna, we're definitely, yeah. For the audience, we're definitely gonna get into the plot of this film uh, in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's I, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, Endgame was the one that made me pause when you made that statement again. I, I was kind of like, and look, the last act, the last act of Endgame is pretty much all I could have ever Force wanted. Was all I needed it to be, it was perfect. You couldn't have asked for a better movie, and that obviously is more so about who you are and who you, you know the type of movie you wanted to see. Um, some people came away a little disappointed. Some people were, thought it was good, but it wasn't like the greatest thing ever. And some people had questions. You know, which some of the questions got answered. We weren't happy about the answers going down the line. Right. But Endgame, Endgame, I will say Endgame fulfilled its job in the same way that this movie did. And we'll get to the plot, obviously, and all those details. But from what you wanted to see with Endgame, you pretty much got it. I would say this is the same way. Um, now, again, we're driving what's a better movie and this and that. That's another question for the conversation. But you know what's ironic about Endgame? In this conversation, I think this will be a perfect lead into the uh, stuff about the plot. Is there was one thing in Endgame and in Infinity War that we did want to see that we did not see? You know what that is? Any guesses? Uh, and he, and a, a hint is that it, it was in this movie. <laughs> so wait, so I'm confused now. You said there was one thing that yeah. wasn't in either movie. No, no, in- no. That wasn't in, that wasn't in, in Infinity War or Endgame, but was in oh, No okay. Way Home. Any any clues? Any I mean any any guesses? No, multiverse, multiverse, multiple. Netflix connection. 
That's true. Some people were talking about that. You know what I'm saying? How many times we were like, hey, we want to see Luke Cage give uh, Thanos some smoke. You know, where's Matt Murdock? We were saying that. Yeah. We we didn't get that. That was was a real conversation, yeah. That was 100% a real conversation in those movies. We didn't get that. (laughs) We didn't get it in No Way Home. (laughs) So if you want to lean towards Kendall's theory that it is on that level, you know, that's a fair thing to say. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I just thought that was important. To know that, but speaking of the plot, as you know, we mentioned someone in the film, Matt Murdock. Uh, first of all, I gotta say, you know, I thought it lived up to the hype, you know. Um, and I'll say it at the top, and we will have a conversation about this throughout this pod. Like, to me, this is the standard bearer when it comes to Spider Man movies. This is the GOAT Spider Man movie, far as I'm yeah, concerned. This is the flagship Spider Man movie. If you're asking people 10, 15 years down the line that don't know who Spider Man is, or you know. Don't know, you know? Maybe they know what Spider Man's yeah. about, but they're like, I don't really know much about these movies. I've seen them off and on. That is, this is the face of the Spider Man brand now going and, forward. And I think, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One, we don't understand the kind of you know civil war that's kind of gone on for the last, um, so I guess since whenever Holland became Spider Man. So I guess that's 2016, whenever Civil War came out. The civil war that's gone on that really began. Even before he became, honestly, it really began when Andrew Garfield became Spider-Man. But the yeah. civil war that's gone on among Spider-Man fans that loved Maguire or loved Garfield, and then later or loved uh, Holland, it's it's been pretty a pretty visceral opinion to have. You know, I think it's become even more. Uh, it's become more of an aggressive conversation than even who's your favorite Batman at this point. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And that was a, a conversation that lasted decades. <laughs> no, literally decades. Um, but this one, it, it was hot. It was contentious. You know, people got fired for other people. Like, this was, like, this was serious. And cause when I say fired, you know, Garfield, you know, was pushed aside for Holland. So this was, this was, in, in, in Spider-Man, I think, is such a, also a personal, he, he's so much personal, I think, to, to a lot of people, as opposed to even Batman. Because Batman's kind of harder to relate to. Cause he's 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 so he's so crazy. Honestly, that's why. Like no one could. He's a crazy person. No one really relates to his his madness. You kind he's of you like, kind of in all of his madness. Not <laughs> not you know you don't relate to it. You relate more to Peter Parker. And and it was this was a very you know tough fight we had. And it's crazy to see the reaction from these fans of all three fan bases that all came away saying that they were in tears about how much they loved this film. And this film's ability to bring all three together in a way that really let all three shine, didn't have anyone kind of looking weak or looking crazy, um, and yet kind of avoid all of that kind of tension that we saw. Like, I, 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 and I didn't think that was possible. Going into the movie, I thought that we fully see people complaining, oh, I wanted more from McGuire, oh, I wanted more from Garfield. And it was kind of, it's been touching to see the reaction for the past few days of people from all sides and, and and i don't really have a a dog in the fight other than as i said last week i'm not a, i'm not really a mcguire guy i mean excuse me uh a garfield guy i like both mcguire and holland fine um but it's been really touching to see like all these fans i know are very aggressive in feeling how they felt about all three of these men all say they love this movie you know and and to me that's why i say it's the ghost spider-man movie because this movie gets at the core of like making these last 19, 18, 19 years count for paying attention to what these movies were doing. And these movies have a great impact on 
millions, if not billions of people at this point in time. You know, it's kind of like what Star Wars fans talk about when they want to feel like the, the, the stuff that they've watched over the course of time and stuff they've been told about the canon over the course of time makes sense and matters. And when you're able to do that for such a, a, a rabid fan bases and fan bases that aren't that hot for what you're doing, because, again, they may be small, maybe small to some people, but there are a lot of people who have not liked what they've done with the Holland Spider-Man. The fact that you're able to do that and please everybody, essentially, I think that's what that, that alone, I think, makes it the Ghost Spider-Man movie. We could talk about, you know, plot issues and things you would have done differently. But but I mean, that to me, it, it, it's the, 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 what the, the degree of difficulty, what they were trying to do to accomplish it is crazy. You know, last week I said that I thought there was a much better chance they could have done a Craven movie better. And I still stand by that because right. it's easy. It's easier to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's why this movie is a go. I'm like, that's this. This was an impossible task and not perfect by any means. But man, did they really they, they stuck the landing. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is uh, this is, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Simone Biles doing a, a 500, 360, 820 axle. And, you know, maybe she bent the knee on the landing, but she landed it. And you're like, yo, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like this is what that is, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, so that's that's kind of how I felt about it in terms of strong points in the plot and strong points of this movie. I'll start with I'll start with Tom Holland. Let's start with Young Holland. To me, Holland he he really he's really the tentpole for this film to me, and I think that this by far is his best performance as Spider Man. I think. A lot of that is a credit to, one, his talent. He's an incredibly talented actor, and we see that here. Um, but I think it's also a credit to the to the screenwriting in this film um, and the directing in this film. So, of course, you know, shout-out to John Watts, who, who, who directed this movie. Amazing job. I really am excited to see what he's going to do for, with Fantastic Four now that he's here. Um, but also shout-out to Chris McKenna and Eric Somers, who wrote this script, because, you know, we knew this was going to be darker, the previous Spider-Man movies tended to be a lot, you know, a lot more softer in tone. And this role challenged Holland in, in, in a much more different way. Um, you had to see him in real pain. We had to see him at a real crossroads and kind of his mission as Spider-Man and him really trying to juxtapose that and balance that, balancing the morality of what Spider-Man represents, something that we see in those conversations he has with Aunt May about what to do with these villains. I didn't. I, I haven't really felt like he's really had to really come to grips with that as much in the first two movies. I'm not gonna say that they were completely out of it because you know he has a conversation with Iron Man saying that hey, you know if you're not if the, you're not, the suit is all you are, then you're not worth being Spider-Man. You're not worth having the suit. And the same thing he has, you know, over overseas where you know it's you know can you just turn a blind eye to these things or or you know are you kind of Spider-Man 24/7? And no, Spider-Man doesn't necessarily just get vacation, so to speak. He, you know, th- there are themes that are sprinkled in there, but I just felt like this one, it was much more heavy-handed and much more in-your-face about him having to really make tough decisions about who he wants to be as a hero. And he doesn't always have the right answer. He doesn't always have the answer. And I think seeing him struggle with that is a testament to, again, a great performance, but also uh, the writing and directing that he got throughout this film. What did you guys think of Holland's performance? I... I think. Look, I'm not a. I'm not a, a movie buff, you know. I I, I mean, obviously I enjoy movies, but I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a film uh, expert. Um, but I thought he gave one of the one of the best 
lead acting performances I've seen from a superhero movie. Facts. In a in a long time, maybe ever. I mean, this was the best job he's done. Uh, I know ever sounds like hyperbole, maybe it is, but this this was certainly the best job Tom Holland's ever done. Um, I, he has plenty of his critics, you know, the oh he's Iron Boy Junior and this and that. They scrapped all of that in 100%. a second. This movie. I mean, the character they made choices uh, with the story that were very pointed obviously we're going to talk about what happened to, to aunt may letter uh, later in the in the in the show probably but that decision to kill off the aunt may character is in part to continue to mature that that peter parker um and not only give him you know this quote-unquote dark moment that he has to you know you know in this emotional moment that he has to now live with but also sort of take him out of his environment a little bit take him out of his comfort zone and continue to have him grow uh as a hero and as an individual but i mean tom holland from the, the range of acting that he showed in this in this movie from you know just all of the different emotions the interactions with all the different characters I, I mean again i thought it was a brilliant performance from tom holland uh and again like you mentioned shout out to john watts because uh he was a guy that came in with not much of a track record you not not a not a A list or a huge name coming into this Spider Man Homecoming role that he got as director, and to now now leaving this trilogy, I mean he is he's a made man. Yeah, he's a made man. I don't yeah. want to say he's a legend, but he's pretty cool. I mean, I, I would say he is. And that's you I know maybe it's early. This is one of the this is one of the. I mean, we're talking about I mean, yeah, they're talking about superhero. Tr- yeah, you almost have to consider him a legend. And when you consider superhero trilogies, I mean, this is one hundred percent one of its best. Like they, there's yeah, no argument, yeah. You know, what you I'm get altered. There's, there's um, no. It's better than the first trilogy because this had three good movies. Um, you're talking about is it's you're, you're arguing your art. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I mean look, I'll, I'll debate it with somebody, but that would be this good. Movie, some people may say I like the first two better than any of these. Movies. Yeah, man. I mean, I look, I look. I'm, I'm, I, and I told, see, now look, I told Kendall. When we left the theater, in, I told Kendall in the theater, yeah. I was like, "All right, so I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the Spider-Man hater. I'm, I'm gonna have to be the I'm gonna have to be the hater. Tomorrow's the bad guy. I'm the, I'm the instigator on the show. All right, let's see. Kendall it. said, "Oh, Kendall said, oh boy, I think this might be the best one." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Huh?" Now look, I like wow. the movie. I very much enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I am not here to say what I don't want to get. Oh, what what. Well, what's your what's your what's your issue? What'd you hate about? What did you? What's your problem with that? <laughs> Why I gotta have a problem with it? You're right. All I'm trying to say is I don't know if immediately <laughs> I can say no. This is definitely the, my favorite Star Wars movie. Now Spider-Man, this had yeah. one of the most special moments. Sp- Spider Man movie, yeah. In, yeah. In, in, or in Spider Man, I mean, right, in Spider. Right. So I, 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 this had some of the most special moments. Right. But I can't say, and I said in the last show, I am not a Holland, you know, a Holland guy. Right. Right. I still prefer Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it's Maguire, Holland, Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not a Holland guy. He, he, he. I think he did do a very good job. I liked him in this movie better than in the last movie, um, and maybe better than in Homecoming. Also, though, I haven't seen Homecoming in a little bit, so I have to watch that. But, right. but he did do a very good job in this movie. Um. Uh, so I have to give Holland his props there, and, and, and again, I'm not here to not, to knock the movie. That's not that's not what I mean. Right. I, I very much enjoy the movie. Right. It's my favorite of the trilogy. Absolutely, it's definitely definitely one of my favorite Star uh, Spider Man movies. 
Right. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I would have to rewatch Spider-Verse. I would have to rewatch Spider-Man 2. Um, my gut tells me that this trilogy and the first one are, are, are they're, 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 they're closer. Yeah. They're closer. I didn't, I wasn't, I enjoyed Far From Home. It's definitely the worst of the three for, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and it, it's, it's still better than Spider-Man 3. Yeah, in my opinion, Spider-Man really, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it comes down. How to. much do you maybe, hate Spider-Man three? Dislike Spider-Man, and I how feel like that's kind of what it comes down to. Much do you like Homecoming and, and Far From Home? Yeah. There are some people that say I hated Homecoming. Some people say I hated Far From Home, and I I feel like all that all that is like hated is a strong word. Yeah, hate, hate I, is a strong. They're word. not terrible movies, you know. No, now Spider-Man three could be debated. You can maybe hate that movie and feel like that was a terrible movie, right. but like it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. You still feel like Watts. Should be considered a legend just from Absolutely. just from the box just, office, just, from, just yeah. from a Hollywood, you know, just like history yeah. standpoint. I mean, yeah. he made two hundred fifty million domestically in a pandemic, the third yeah, gro- highest grossing movie out- weekend of all time. He's outgrossed, I think. I want to say every movie uh, this year in the open in the opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, certainly every Marvel movie, which I think Marvel had owned this year. So he's outgrossed every Marvel movie. Uh, this uh, from from 2021 in the opening weekend of, of this of this box office. So, I mean, just I mean, just a legendary job by him, Feige, Amy Pascal. Um, I will say the interesting thing about what you say, EJ, about the the dynamic between the Holland Garfield and McGuire fans is that it is. I feel like a lot of people's issues with this movie are actually people coming in, maybe from those fan bases and feeling like. Oh, they didn't get this one right, or I, I, I one of the Holland, one of the things I've heard is, is the, mm-hmm. the Holland people that feel like this movie's not for me. You know, it's not really. It's you know, it's not about it's about Holland, but but it's not about Holland. It's, yeah, but if you're like somebody who just didn't really care for those other movies and you're a Holland guy or a Holland fan, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna like lose your mind seeing Willem Dafoe the whole time, even though he did an excellent job. We'll, we'll talk we'll about get that. To yeah, that man. yeah. He's star of this movie. But the, my goodness, he might be. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with all, you, those, the way. all that credit to Holland, but I told Shamari, Willem Dafoe in this movie gave an easily, in my opinion, easily a top five superhero villain performance. Yeah, I thought. I so thought. Maybe, I thought. Certainly, Mark, but maybe. Yeah, I, I. The only reason he wouldn't get more Oscar talk for this performance is because he's with other villains who had time. Yeah, yeah he's not. He didn't yeah, get. They didn't yeah, give him he, enough. He wasn't. He in didn't. It he didn't. Yeah. He didn't get the. He didn't get the Heath Ledger, the full villain, the Ledger of yeah of of being the kind of the main source of the of this stuff. I mean, know. And like, I also want to say, I thought Melina and Jamie Foxx were also stellar. I want to make that clear. I, I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily good. saying that I, I I did. I wanted less of those guys. I'm just saying, Osborne. You know, Osborne was like. This is like an NBA player who shot 13 for 15 and ended up with 39 points. And you're like, that was <laughs> the most efficient, dominant performance I've ever seen. And if we gave that guy 30 shots, he might have had 70. Like, right. that's how good uh, uh, Defoe was to me. Um, just and, and to me, you know, I watched this movie, watching Defoe's performance, and one... I thought it was smart for you know when we we talk about the Ant May death. I thought I thought it was smart to kind of put Defoe over 
It's sad yeah. that he had to kill Aunt May to do that. But, you know, he, he, he you know, in the first movie, as great as he does, you know, he doesn't really, he doesn't leave a lasting mark on Peter. You know, it's it's a personal mark, you know, because this is a guy right. that you looked at as, you know, almost like a father figure, and, you know, he's this lunatic. But he didn't leave really a mark on the Maguire right. Peter Parker. Peter Par- Maguire, he, he got him out of here. It took him a while. It was a tough fight. But he got him out of here. You know, like... And, it's you not know, like the Joker with, with Danton, Rachel. Right, exactly. Oh. And and it's not even like the Goblin from the comic books, who has that one-up of him with Gwen Stacy. Like, he's yeah. always he's always going to have that with Peter Parker, regardless of what happens between those two. And I thought that when I, when they introduced these villains, and I and the community movie, thinking about him particularly, I was mm-hmm. like, they kind of they got to put him over because he... We know how great he is, but it's really, I don't want to say it's all on hype, but it's kind of just all on just this great performance and his charisma. Like, he needs to do something that actually puts him over. And I thought, I mean, the perfect just, you know, you know, cuddling up to Aunt May and acting like, you know, the, 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 the great mentor to the scientists and and, and and seemingly to be Man. all all with the plan and trying to well, help young Peter. Hyde. I mean, again, just the acting performance. You know, and, and the, he and did that. Turn it, turn it on the Don. What he about, did was just crazy. Yeah, like Shamari, like he did it in the in the, the split personality thing in the last one. But yeah, yeah. he did it. He did it in another one. But in this one, he took that to another level. It was I better. Think. Yeah, I think it was better. I agree. It was even more pronounced, and it was even more disturbing to me. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like this I, movie did a good I, job. I, I, like this movie tried to spin. You know, it was interesting how they tried to infuse mental health as, as a yeah, part of the conversation with these men. Yeah. Which was interesting. We don't normally see that much with superhero movies. And I'll be honest, like, part of me when, like, Almey was saying that stuff, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, yo, Max, Max Dillon just seems like a jerk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Lizard just seems like a jerk. I don't know if these guys are all that mentally sick. They might just be bad people. And but, I was like, about with Osborne, I was, I was like, this guy is demented. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I'm watching this. And initially, I was like, when she was saying that, I was like, no, come on now, Peter. You can't, right. You, you can't fall for this. This guy's a supervillain. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, it's sad, but you got to do it. But as the as the as the thing goes on, you're like, maybe he's changed. Maybe he has changed. Maybe you know the the goblin has moved on. I, I didn't buy it. Sure, <laughs> I didn't buy it. But but I mean, I get what you guys are saying. Like even in the last movie, the the, the original Spider Man with with Defoe, like I never bought it. Being a kid, I was like, this guy, he's the Green Goblin. Clearly, he. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, but in the other one. He was good. They showed him talking to the guy, no, and, and they did was, in this yeah. one too. Yeah, he was no, good. Yeah, he well, the only like, the only difference with the other one is you know you see him taking the goblin serum and stuff, so you know he's he's doing he's doing things that will probably end bad for him. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a telegraph. I mean, of course, in this movie, we obviously he has still done that, but we didn't see him do that. So you're kind of more reliant. The reason why I think it's more because I like I didn't necessarily buy him in the beginning, but when he was in the apartment with them. Uh, he was very convincing, like you know, and I, I think part of that is because you know you're just taking them at face value. You know, we don't we get we don't see him, you know, uh, you know, uh, again ejected doing the doing the goblin experiment and choking out the doctors and stuff. You know, what I'm saying uh, yeah, as right. he walks out of the lab, like that's a, you know it's a different experience. So you're, you're like, you even though when he's saying I'm a good guy or he's trying to be nice, you're like I don't know. I just saw you choke a dude out. Here, you don't really see him do anything. You're just like oh yeah. he's a sick man, and like to me like. I don't again. I don't know how much the mental health angle worked for those other characters. It worked for him. I'm watching this like this is a sick dude, and yeah. him, like it was convincing to me that in that moment when he was out there pounding around with Peter and Aunt May that he was legitimate. Like 
I think in his head he is, <laughs> you know, but then there's that aspect of the other side of him, the goblin side of him, that's one, allowing him to be in that position to get closer to Peter to then take over when he's ready. And he took and over the, at the I right mean, time. And the it was, chaos again, it was stellar. of the goblin character could not have been done better. Right. Like the action, just he was all over the place, just the face, the, the facial, the facial uh, emotional acting we saw from Defoe. Thank yeah. God they took off his mask. Spectacular. Yeah, oh. taking off the mask was an excellent decision. Yeah, you know, you that, that, that robot you see all mask those facial expressions. Yeah, you see all those crazy facial expressions. You see everything. All the physical acting he's doing in that role just is so much more pronounced. And yeah, man. And also, shout out to again putting talk about putting him over. I mean, he was he was putting him work in that apartment building. You know, yeah, they, yeah, they needed to remind you this guy's a super soldier. Yeah, this guy is a super soldier, and he's whooping Peter. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? And, and then I, I watched this film, yeah. and I'm like, man, I really wish that we had uh, a Norman Osborn in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know what? This was I really think, compelling. I told I told yeah, Shamari, I think that this is setting up for when we get Norman Osborn in a future Spider-Man movie, and we said this when, when we thought he might be in the movie, we knew he was going to be in the movie, that I think this is now, now seeing what he's done, like, right. before I thought it was just, oh, he's going to see and know Norman Osborn is evil. But now, he knows not only is Norman Osborn in the other universe evil, but he's the guy who killed Aunt May. And now there, I think there's going to be a new Norman Osborn in the MCU with a Harry Osborn, potentially. And... Maybe he's evil, maybe he's not, but Peter's going to immediately think he's evil, and that dynamic could be an interesting thing to explore down mm-hmm. the line. The problem right. becomes the, the performance that Defoe delivered. How is this a, a retire the jersey? Defoe is a goat. Yeah, go- yeah. We retire it's the jersey and say, look, Defoe is, he's Green Goblin. Now, you know, but we've done it with Joker. You know, Ledger yeah, was I mean, an excellent I mean, Joker. We Joker. moved to Leto. We moved Joker. to Phoenix, and we've gotten somebody. Now, now I'd be is just as good. Now I'd be cool with seeing a Hobgoblin. Like and I know, that's, I know maybe we, that's where they're going. We have Ned Leeds, and we know that. You know, he he even re- referenced in the in the thing about becoming evil and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We, yeah. Very funny line, by the way. Yeah, it was a very funny line. But uh, you know, so even so, you know, I'm kind of like, look, you know, if he if he, you know, I guess he has some magic stuff, I guess, but. Right. You know, if he he continues to grow and he's still a young guy, you know, so you know, you don't know, you don't know what he's gonna look like later on. So he could end up being a hobgoblin. I don't see why not. He doesn't even remember Peter. Anyway, that's crazy. Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could absolutely become the hobgoblin. Yeah, I think that that's definitely. Um, I think on that I think all that. I think a lot of the decisions that they made and where they ended up being, we'll get to the end at the end of this part, but I just think that it just set them up in a really good spot. It just, 100%. like, we'll I, I feel, yeah. I, like, I feel like they, they were, there's a chance if they continue with the status quo for it to feel a little stale with just, like, the whole setup, what they had. And I know that, you know, Tom Holland had kind of, you know, in the promotion for this movie, he kind of references it as an end of an era. Like, it does feel that way. Like, you know, it does feel that way. And I think that, I think it needs to be in an error too. Now, sometimes, you know, too much of a good thing, you know, isn't always the best. And to me, this was like, a, it just, 
gives you so many more avenues and so many more places you can go with this Parker that I think is just way more compelling than kind of the very kind of static road that we've been going. It's been fun. It's been entertaining. But um, I think a more back-to-the-basics feel that we got at the end, I think, was important. Let's talk about the decision to kill off Ant-Man. Because um, I think it leads to – because I'll, I'll give a full disclosure. You know, I told uh, I told my girlfriend I'd mention her opinion on this show. Um, she does not want to be on the show because she's nervous to be on the mic. But she she was not crazy about this film. She really didn't like this film that much. She's like smart. I don't go that far, but um, but uh, yeah, smart. Yeah, like, yeah, right. or rather, I don't think smart goes as far as her. But she wasn't crazy about it, and I think her her biggest issue stemmed from this idea. And I think it it was an interesting perspective because it kind of made me feel like will Peter's decisions in this film make sense to people who just aren't diehard Spider Man fans because they do to me. Oh, and I think they do to a lot of people who love this movie, and it seems like overwhelmingly a lot of people like this film. Because for her, she's like, he, in her opinion, Aunt May was giving Peter dumb advice, yes. and Peter accepted that dumb advice, and then his aunt got killed unnecessarily. And the idea that he has to learn a lesson from that for her, she thought was unnecessary, and didn't really make all that much sense. Now, I... Think, yeah, I, I yeah, now I... Like the aunt made that for many reasons. One, again, you had to put Goblin over. He needed to be, he needed to be put over in a major, and there there was no better way he could you could put him over except him killing the other Spider Man. Like that was the only. This is the the most. Yeah. This is the most, and I, I'm putting that including you know MJ and uh and um and Ned. This is the most MJ damage he could have done. Yeah. That would have been bad, but he's known MJ for, for for five or ten years, and we and we've also seen that we've seen him lose loved ones. Uh, like you know, romantic people. Um, putting on uh, Aunt May. Okay, that's wow. You're really putting them over. If they were, wanted to play it safe, they would have just been like, "Yeah, well, have them get happy." You know, right? Yeah, something like that. Right. That that right, would have been. That have no. It may have an impact in movie, but in the long term sense, you know, it may it's not gonna have the same impact. It was also so unnecessary. It was like he was on his way out, and it's like, why? Like, yeah, he it was. Just, it was just. I mean, he was. He's a lunatic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was such an unnecessary kill. But that's just how and what Goblin you say? is. You'll thank me later. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. He's crazy. And once he, he said just, that, I was like, oh boy, he did something bad, didn't he? Or something bad's gonna. I thought he was gonna like, blow the place up, uh, and he did. But <laughs> he did something else too. And yeah. I was like, Jesus. So that's so for one reason, I was like, okay. That I think needs to happen. But I think there's been some of this debate about you know Aunt May's kind of taking the place of Uncle Ben in many ways. That was weird. I didn't like it. That was weird. So, so Shamari didn't like it. Okay. And Kendall seems to kind of be on the fence. And I had a conversation with my friends, and some of them were kind of not feeling great about that. Or no, feeling like- they didn't feel great about the fact that they felt like they needed to do that. Not necessarily that it happened. <laughs> I. Peter, Peter was kind of losing them when they were like, yeah, my Uncle Ben told me that. He's kind of like, oh, really? Who's Uncle Ben? You know, right. <laughs> like I don't know, it's kind of weird. So, so that's the thing. So, so, and then you know, the, when the, the 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 tomb where she's at, you know, Uncle Ben is not. She's not buried next to Uncle Ben as we know. So, right. there's some questions about whether Uncle Ben exists. I I think he does. He's mentioned in What If. Um, yeah. So then, I don't uh, think. I mean, he's hinted at in what was it Civil War? Yeah, he's hinted at that. Yeah. I've lost people. Yeah, you know, before, on my, on my aunt's going through a tough right. time these last few years. It's been. I think he's around. I, I or he was rather. 
Um, to me, I didn't. Here's why I liked the fact that in some ways she does replace Uncle Ben in this sense. One, I like the idea that like this, these three movies is essentially this is essentially the Spider-Man understanding the the kind of the uh, the kind of the the tent poles and the kind of pillars of his kind of uh, you know. His the way he sees the world for the foreseeable yeah, future. Cause to, yeah, because to me, this is... I mean, we, we thought that, oh, this is him being Spider-Man. Yes, he is being Spider-Man, but essentially, this is really, like, his origin. Like, this is really how what's going to shape his him moving forward, how he sees the world, how he sees his villains, how he interacts with people, the sacrifices he's willing to make. And I thought that that was one of the unique decisions, because so often we feel like, oh, we're going to put this thing on him when he's 16... And then he's gonna feel he's gonna he's gonna learn this, and then he's gonna use this for the rest of his life, and, and like that's how it's gonna go. It's like, well, what does he learn as he, as he's a hero? You know, it, like shouldn't something have happened more? You know, and I guess you do have the Gwen Stacy thing, but that that was different. I like that that they kind of flipped that on that head on his head. I like that she I like that she said that with great power and great responsibility for a couple reasons. One, because I thought that if she and Ben had a very close relationship, a lot of times partners have similar ideals and who's to say that she didn't first learn that from ben maybe ben never told peter but she could have learned that from ben or ben could learn it from her or it could have been something that just came about because that's something that ben would have believed and she holds those same principles like that also i thought uh made sense for why she would say that and i think to me like the, the like while i understand peter makes in some eyes, wrong decisions in terms of that, that end up, you know, obviously things didn't go well and the people, you know, died or whatever. At the end of the day, Aunt May wanted, would have, everything that happened, she would have said you did the right thing, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that, at the end of the day, was the point of what she was trying to say. Was that, regardless of what the situation is, you're always out to help people. And we don't turn our back on people and just leave them out to be dead for the sake of our own comfortability or safety. And... Yes, that includes there's consequences for those choices. And I think that for a lot of these films, you don't really see Peter really deal too much with major consequences for being Spider-Man. Like the whole there's a whole like the whole there's a whole theme of, of Parker's life is that he's kind of a tortured soul because, you know, he decides that he kind of has to be Spider-Man. But it's also his choice. Like the fact that he made this choice and it backfired in so many ways but that's a choice that he knows that he not he's going to continue to have to make it to me it, it uh it, it educates the viewer on who's the person we're dealing with moving forward that doesn't rely on canon from 50 years ago i watched it i saw him go through this thing and him have the to 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 learn from it and still not get it because at the end he still wants to ice green goblin it takes mcguire to stop him but that experience yeah. and learning from those other peter parkers is going to then guide him for these years so I thought all of this was handled quite beautifully. I'm surprised that there's been a lot more controversy around it. I mean, it may not it may not surprise because killing Aunt May is controversial. It always will be. It's literally she's like 90 in the comic books, and it's still a fight that comic book fans have about whether or not Aunt May should be dead. And it's like, my God, she's been around for so long, and she's 90. But that's some that's a real thing. She's a very important character in this franchise. But but I think the like just the beyond just that aspect of it, I'm surprised even though the execution was so controversial. But apparently it was for some people. So you, you both of you guys were kind of on the fence about all this. Sham, how did you feel? One, do you do you do you? Does, do what I, anything I said make you feel a little differently about it? 
And two, how how why did you not like that as much in terms of her saying the great power and great responsibility and things like that? Um, I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I still think it was it was a very powerful moment. I mean, it still made me it still made me feel for Peter in the moment. Holland's acting was great. Uh, you know, Marissa Tomei's acting was great. The acting was great, and this I thought the scene itself was good. Um, I think just having a Spider-Man with no Uncle Ben and no reference to Uncle Ben and seemingly there never being a reference to Uncle Ben. I don't, I can't say that that's the case for sure, but this made me feel that, that that's probably the case that we're never going to see or get any reference to an Uncle Ben, because that's the whole point of Uncle Ben is that he told Peter (laughs) with great power comes great responsibility. And he taught him kind of how to be his own like man now the big deal in the first trilogy it was it was a thing in the second trilogy um i think maybe maybe a little less so but it was a thing yeah he was there he was there you yeah. know the, the first and, uncle ben yeah. definitely was a lot was yeah, not, played up was played up a lot more yeah he's yeah, definitely yeah. The ben. yeah he and, was playing a lot more than the other guy but the other guy was there in the yeah he was there and, and the comics uncle ben is uncle ben yeah uncle ben was there he was a massive part of peter's yeah. life in every so, Spider-Man cartoon, you get some version of Uncle Ben. Yeah, you get some version <laughs> of Uncle Ben. I don't. I still to this day. I mean, I. I mean, I guess I understand why they didn't want to include another Uncle Ben thing, uh, but they referenced Uncle Ben already. So I was like, okay, maybe they just don't want to show the scene. Right. Because my thing is like, it's, I. You're. We are. Right. We're assuming these origins have already happened. Yeah. I thought he was already given the them. Yeah. That was my thing. Was okay. This already happened. Right. Maybe at one point we'll get it in a flashback, but it already happened. They just don't. Oh, we don't have to show it to you. All right. right. Fine. But now they're saying no. He didn't even say that. Aunt May said that. So I'm like, honestly, when she so first said it, ben? when she first said it, I thought she was calling back to like something. No, that I maybe knew. She had I was like, I, for a second, for a second, I'll be honest. For a second, I, for a second, I thought that she was. But too. then as the scene scene went on, and then when they said it to him, and he was like, "That's what Aunt May said." As an Aunt May, and my I'm thing like, was like, "Oh, so that's so not Uncle what Ben happened. is just <laughs> so who cares about Uncle Ben? Yeah. He never talks about Uncle Ben." And that was another thing. I was like, "Yo, a big part of Spider Man is like I'm living up to Uncle Ben's kind of like." His expectations, right? Like, Which you know, that's I a, guess that's what EJ is saying in part. Spider Man is that that's kind of now going forward. That's going to be Aunt May. May. That's Aunt now May. It's now. Aunt May. But and Uncle Ben was like never here, so it's, it's like it's strange. It's a now, little weird. Now, now here, here's what I will say though: we got to remember because a lot of Spider Man fans who are, feel more on my side that they like what happened. You know, they've mentioned, "Hey, look, we have Spider Man Freshman Year coming out, which is supposed to be Tom Holland's origin." That, you know, Uncle Ben, who's already been mentioned in an animated series, could very well play a much larger role in something like that. That's just a good point. To point out. And that, that'll be, I mean, in, in this entire, you know, like, conversation and in this show, this movie that we saw, like, that's something, you know, the Spider-Man freshman year show is going to be now a, a, a huge deal. I, when we saw it, I was kind of like, eh, all right. I guess it could be interesting. But now... You know, you want to know more about this Holland character. Yeah. You kind of felt like you knew everything you needed to know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I feel like that's. Um, <laughs> the decision to kill off. Uh, uh, well, I'll let you go. No, I was going to say, I mean, I, I just, I feel like they could have, the whole order of things could have been, I feel like that could have been done better. Right. I, I just. And I, does I, some I, of that I, have to deal with the Sony Marvel 
Yeah, those are yeah, they're seeing eye to eye. I guess I guess the only I guess the here's my own here's before Kendall goes on the Aunt May death. Here's the only thing I will say in defense of the decision. I do I do feel like you know you know, Aunt May I think has always been at her best when she's much more of a driving force behind Peter's decision making as Spider Man. Um, you know, I think that's why the PS four Aunt May, you know, hits home so well for so many people. Right. Um you know, ultimate Aunt May, I think his home a lot more people. You know, like Aunt May, like it was like a very kind of an antiquated kind of figure for a lot of years in the comics. She was just this elderly woman who had no clue what was going on, and was kind of like a goofy kind of figure. Like, I just think this it's way more dynamic that you know the person that drives Peter's, you know, kind of uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, uh, north star of decision making as Spider-Man moving forward as someone who was with him while he was Spider-Man, not someone who was dead before. Like, I think that that's something to like this. I think, I, I, I think it's kind of like, I kind of, I think it's outdated that like he learns this lesson from a guy who died like right before he was Spider-Man and like Aunt May doesn't really give him much of anything <laughs> except just being around and being a loving supporting person. But that's it. Like there's not like, I think it's, it means more to me that this happens as he's Spider-Man, then some again something that happened before. That's why I again I I, I kind of liked it because I just thought it I just, I just thought it made more sense as something more believable that that would, that that this guy would actually apply this move moving forward for the rest of his life than it would be something he was told when he was sixteen before he even put on the suit. You know that that like I just think that's more realistic. Yeah, I mean, to me, taking uh, getting rid of Aunt May. It's gonna be look. It's gonna be interesting long term, and we'll continue to talk about that uh, as we get later uh, in this. But I just the the decision. I mean, I mentioned it to Shamari like the week a week before the movie came out. I was like, yeah, we I think we saw a trailer or something and or a TV spot. And I may have been like, Aunt May, is she gonna she gonna make it? You know, yeah. like she seemed like the easiest one. Somebody, on somebody, top. somebody was gonna die. It was very good. Yeah, and we never asked that last week. Probably not going to be. I wasn't going into it like probably, that. Probably not going to be MJ. You know, yeah. kind of a thing between Ned and, 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 and Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ned and Aunt May were probably the, the likeliest and happy. You know, somebody who was like on I mean, the periphery. Yeah, yeah, I guess happy. They yeah. wanted somebody that, that you know, wasn't a, wasn't going to have an impact. But, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. They did the right decision. They didn't show any gravestone scene. They could have done that. Yep. We've seen that. How how many of these super yep, movies and yep. just movies in general? Someone's at it. Someone's at it. They show the gravestone of a guy like uh, what was it? Um, X Men Dark Phoenix, where they show the gravestone of of we know oh now it's, spoiler hashtag not spoiler. Well, they was Mystique. They showed the gravestone, and you just knew that uh, it's probably Mystique that died. Like in this movie. They could have done that. They could have said someone's gonna die, and that would have increased the thing going. People going crazy again, but yeah, it would have hurt the moment because you would people would have guessed it's probably gonna be anime, you know, one of the likely candidates. And so you've been looking for it. Now, I wasn't looking for it. I was caught completely off guard when it happened. So yeah, uh, kudos to Marvel for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that 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 uh, that's all. That's a fair. I think it is. I think is a fair way to look at all this what do we think of the handling of just kind of the plot in general just you know we, we you know it was we kind didn't of talk a, about the stuff yeah we didn't see what i'm sorry 
Well, we haven't talked about like Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange is included. Yeah, yeah. So, all. yeah. So that's why I want to kind of get more. Jumbo, jumbo. Yeah, I kind of want to get more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to kind of have this part of the conversation be more about the actual plot. Yeah. Like, so you know, we saw the trailers and we kind of had some idea, but I don't think things necessarily go exactly the way we thought or expected. Right. Like, you know, so you know, the crux of the story essentially being, you know, P. Parker is Spider Man. Uh, of course, we know that from J. Jonah Jameson and. Uh, he's kind of living this life of, you know, kind of being Spider-Man, but also everybody knowing it's not something that goes away very quickly. It's not like he goes to Doctor Strange, you know, a couple, you know, days after that, like, you know, which I kind of maybe expected. Like, this is something that lasts, you know, a pretty long while. You know, they're trying to get into MIT. They're trying, they're awaiting test scores. You see the seasons change. Um, we see, of course, uh, um, uh, you know, the the, the situation, with the, law, the legal situation with the NYPD, you know, raiding the, the house, and, and that's, of course, where our, our favorite uh, uh, local attorney, uh, Matt Murdock, comes in and saves the day for Peter Parker. Shout out to Charlie Cox. Really great to see him back. We expected to see him. We did see him, and um, ended up being a really great great promo. We got our answer. That was, that was probably the most pleasant surprise for me from the movie. We, yeah, we, we got our answer to the question we asked last week. Will he do anything that makes it very clear that he's a superhero? We got our answer. And that was a perfect way. Perfect way. Of perfect, perfect. Where perfect. it was very obvious. No ambi- no ambiguity about what's going on with this guy. That clearly he's somebody. And people and, may not know he's Daredevil, but now people will be Googling and he, who was this guy. And he is the <laughs> exact same. He, he is the exact same Murdoch. He's acting like the exact right. same Murdoch. From the Daredevil, from show. the show, the exact—he's acting, his mannerisms, his tone, did everything. I'll tell you what, is exactly the same. I came out of that I movie feeling like this might be the same Murdoch. This might be wow. the same. Wow, wow, that's what you feel like, I know. He's—he talks exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I—I I mean, I don't know if I, I would say that, but he—he—he t- talks and acts exactly the now, same. Now I still feel the way I talked about in—I want to say it was one of our Hawkeye reviews when we were speculating on something about Netflix characters that. I don't think that they're going to make those shows appointment television necessarily. Right. So I don't think that they're going to like harken back to a bunch of stuff. But I think if we ever get more Daredevil and we start seeing characters like uh, Foggy and we start seeing characters like Karen Page, Karen it's all going yeah. to be the same actor. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, I think, if you're a, I think if you're a Netflix Marvel fan, you should be very, 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 very happy with how this weekend has gone. Exact same glasses, like they were, they weren't everything. Yeah, they were same. going for the, like they could have changed his look. Suit, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain he's back. actually worn that suit on yeah. on on on, uh, on, on uh, the show. Like that, it was a gray suit. I think he was wearing. I think I've seen that suit. Him wear that suit. Before. Yeah, it might be the yeah. same exact suit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty uncanny. Um, the 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 spot that he got in there, but the the plot. Uh, you know, we see him go to Doctor Strange. We learn that Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme, which is cool, a, it, it was a little bit of an interesting thing because, you know, we kind of asked these questions, you know, why is Wong kind of leading the charge in Shang-Chi? <laughs> yeah, I thought Wong was just like... We kind of, you know, we've been asking these questions about it. it. seems like Wong's kind of very involved with stuff. And he was, remember, you know, Shang-Chi, you know, get spoiler alert, you never watch Shang-Chi, but he, remember he was, you know, fighting Abomination, which is in a... He's in a, training him. Training yeah, and they train him. He's like, well, that's why you got to do this. And it's like, well, why does he got so much power? You know, like they have apprentices. Right. They had apprentices at the at the at the the, the sanctum. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. like, if abomination on some level is, is an apprentice, 
you know, that they're training maybe for the Thunderbolts. We don't know why. But um, but then also, like, why was he with Carol Danvers, you know? Right. At, that movie. And now we know. Like, that makes, it all makes a lot more sense. He's representing Strange, you know, yeah, exactly. and the magic side. He's Ward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we know that Carol Danvers, you know, uh, I'm not sure if Wong was in those conversations in Endgame. But remember, they, they had those virtual meetings. Uh, with with you know uh, with Black Widow who is still kind yeah, of running yeah, yeah, exactly. pseudo Avengers operation so you know if Wong is the source of the screen during the time I'm sure he was also in those meetings as well so it makes sense to him which again man Kyle Dan could have done the Illuminati man it doesn't man, not say they won't I mean the the word is that they, 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 the, the probably they saying that they are going to do it yeah, they're, saying, they're, well they, that could have been the Illuminati introduction is what I'm saying it but might, that's it might have been again I'm, I'm just saying it might have been. <laughs> I'm not holding. I'm not. I'm not putting anything uh, off the table anymore. But if Doctor Strange is asked to do the spell, which he does, you know, again, I thought that he actually, you know, does the spell. But as we turned out, he he actually didn't do the spell. He doesn't do the spell really until the end, and it's a, an amended version of it. You know, you know, because the spell was getting out of control because Peter kept trying to get uh, exceptions to the rule of people knowing who who Spider Man was. You know, he he has to end up containing the spell. Uh, because it would have caused this ripple effect and these this chaos amongst the multiverses, but as we learn, you know, even the 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 small trouble that he had in the initial creating of the spell allowed these people from these other worlds to come in, who people who knew who Peter Parker was, uh, to make it to his world, and that's why we see these guys pop up. We see, of course, Alfred Molina's uh, Doctor Octopus. We see. Defoe. We then end up seeing Sandman, and we see uh, Electro, and then uh, Lizard was caught, you know, off screen, but he's uh, in there as well. Um, I'll be honest. I think I didn't really. I didn't. I, I liked all the, inter- the introductions of all the the villains except for Sandman. I thought his rationale for like wanting to scrap with Peter was dumb. You know, like it, 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 it seemed very. It seemed very like zero to hundred. Because I'm because I was thinking, all oh, right, that's right. Sandman, Peter Parker, like they they pieced it up. Like they should be good. So he was kind of low key working with him. I was like, oh, this actually makes sense. So I was like, wait, what's gonna what's gonna turn the tide? And then, you know, him saying, hey, I gotta send this guy back because things are getting crazy. And he's like, what what's that button? What what are you doing? You're not Peter Parker. And then I'm like, oh, calm down, man. And then like he just kind of loses it. Um. So that, yeah. that I think that was part. I was like, oh, I was like, really? That's how he turns. I would have preferred him just being evil. Just I don't know, figure something out. But uh, in terms of the plot, what did you guys think of kind of how everything ended up playing out? Um, you know, prior to, of course, the, the death of Aunt May. I mean, honestly, I have to I have to do a rewatch. It was it's it's a little. Um, I think this is something that one of the very few criticisms I've seen. A little jumble. Especially yeah. the first couple acts, they're, a little they're trying to get a lot in there. Yeah, you're trying to get a lot. A lot's going on. It's like that's another reason why I can't just instantly say, "Oh, Ghost Spider Man." It's like yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly kind of have to rewatch yeah. it. Spider Man One is not confusing at all. Yeah, it's not. It's very There's simple. Nothing and, and it's great. So it's like I may have to rewatch it a couple times to like totally get because there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I. I mean, even now, and I think you can still argue that Peter was not right in what he did. Aunt May yeah. is dead. And she doesn't need to be dead. Yeah. If he had just done, even when he was sad and stuff, and he's like, I'm sending y'all back, I'd have been like, all right. You know, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's not the wrong thing to do. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess he cured, you know, the people. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, that's, yeah. I, but I mean, Dr. Strange said that's their fate. So, and I mean, they were bugging out in those other movies. 
I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> and Aunt May's dead now. Does she deserve to be dead? I don't know. Yeah. So did he make the right decision? I don't know. I think, yeah. but I yeah. think he made the Spider-Man decision, which is why I don't have like a big issue with it. Right. Because I could totally see Spider-Man doing something like that. So I could buy that. But it's just, do I agree? I don't know. Right. I mean, I think you, you can make the case that that he didn't make the right decision just in terms of how everything, you know, what the end result was. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know how I feel about just the plot and just I can't say that everything is so neatly lines up, you know, and, and I don't know. And there are a lot of um, repercussions to the ending, which I'm sure we'll get to um, as well in terms of people forgetting who he was and. It it gets. I kind of need some unpacking. Right, I probably need to see. I probably right. yeah. I don't know how deep we're getting to that. But, <laughs> but but you know that probably needs. I need to see how what effect that has on the MCU, yeah. on the Avengers, on the people that Peter knows. Yeah. It wasn't broached very much. They kind of gave you a scene at the end to kind of show what happened. But you know, it's. I don't know. I I I feel that may need a little I, bit more unpacking for me. I, I feel like the initial plot that they set up. One, like you said, DJ, the, the, the TV spots and trailers, pretty big misdirect in terms of, I mean, I think we all, at least me, I can't really ask to speak for anybody else, but I think I I assumed that the spell that they were going to do on Strange, that, that, that Strange was going to do was going to work, and that that's how they were going to write off that everybody didn't know who Peter Parker was. Right. And then mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. came through as a result of that. It didn't, they didn't even do that. It just, you know, I thought that was interesting how they still... They still knew that he was Peter Parker. It almost ended up being weird because then I almost felt like, why? Then I then I realized so that whole even that that ending to the last movie was almost about also like just like it's almost like they retconned it to a degree because not not necessarily retconning people knowing his his, his identity because obviously they did at the end of the movie, but they like they retconned setting up this big thing about people not knowing Peter's identity because they don't even they don't even make the switch until like the very end of the movie anyway. You know? So I thought that was that was interesting. But right. um but still I thought that was a that was that was interesting, uh, that they didn't go that in that direction. But yeah, I mean a lot of the strange stuff may have been the weakest part of this movie. Uh and that's not a knock on Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he was excellent again. He's 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 a very good Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, but just the overall, you know, having to understand in terms of the plot. Yeah, all the spells. What do you plot. actually do? What is? How did they actually get over? Um, where did these people actually come from? I mean, we're still, you know, after the movie, we were still trying to figure out. So he he brought in all the people that. They wanted to and people to forget who Peter Parker was, and instead he brought in all the people that knew who Peter Parker was, Spider Man, as opposed to people forgetting that he was Spider Man. Right. He, he brought over all the people that knew, not all the people. They said some people had leaked it, you know, which I thought was interesting. And then we saw that there were more people, but then it looked like there were like hundreds of people. And I'm like, there's no way hundreds of people, and maybe maybe the multiverse is that big, but I didn't. I was like, there were that many people that know who Peter that know Peter Parker is Spider Man. Um, what do you so see you, that there was uh, hundreds of people? Well, not hundreds of people, but they showed like the the silhouettes of these. The silhouettes of people in these, the sky. You know, people in the sky that you. You talking, about near, you're talking about near the? You talking about near the end? Yeah. No, like, in the beginning. Wait, what? Oh. It was like the second half, first half, when Doctor Strange is trying to close. Oh, oh, oh! I know. Like, like, when he's in, when he's in the when he's in the sanctum when he's yeah, yeah they're in the sanctum. 
and they see like people trying to come in, and you're like, these are the people trying to get in right. from oh. the other universes, and that's you, where you. see... You mean when he first does the thing? Yeah, and, and don't you and, see and it causes the, the issue? Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have to rewatch. So, that. so, so when he's conjuring the spell and and Peter's trying yeah, to stop him, I feel like that's when we saw the silhouettes. Oh, oh, well, I was talking about something told you. I was talking about the very end of the movie when you saw the people. In the in the ripples in, in the, the sky. cracks in the sky, yeah, which looks right. Very you, might be, you might be right. You might be yeah. Right. It looks similar I, to. Uh, it looks I mean, similar I don't to, know. Uh, I, well, that's, why, that's why you have to watch it twice. That's why I'm saying because they got, did that same thing kind I, of. Two I gotta times. watch that movie like twenty times to honestly to, to really get everything. Yeah. But like he's saying, like I took it as he, him saying that and saying that there were that these other people were trying to get in, right? And that these were people that also knew that Spider Man, Peter Parker, was Spider Man trying to right. get in. Right. And I'm like, there are that many people. Like, who who even are these people? They look like right. nondescript people. But right. um, so all of that probably needs to be explained better. And, and maybe, uh, like you mentioned, maybe watching it multiple times, I'd get it more clear clearly. But um, but it's a means to an end. You know, there are certain right. certain times you have to you have to bite the bullet on some plot holes and some plot issues to get to what we got to in the third act of the movie. Which uh second second and third act of the movie, which was which was spectacular, and you know I think in terms of keeping the the continuities pretty consistent, particularly with the villains. Obviously, we'll get to McGuire and Garfield, you know, in general. But with the villains, I thought they did an excellent job. Um, you know, I I mean I almost feel like the villains played their roles closer to how they were in the original movies than Garfield and McGuire did, and that's been a little bit of a controversy regarding those two characters. Uh, some people feeling like so, yeah. Garfield playing Garfield, Maguire is kind of just playing Maguire, but he's not playing Peter, the Peter Parker from the movies. The, I feel like the villains played the characters. So here's, almost straight I, I, out of I think, yes, yes. Let, me, let me talk on that. Decision, but yeah, I, I think it is. I, I want to talk on that because to me, and obviously, you know, I'm doing a lot of defense of this movie. I did have mentioned a couple of things that I didn't like, but um, but I really did enjoy this film for for a large part. I, I picked up that I agree. I thought that they were slightly off from the people that we that that the Spider Man that we introduced to, but we're not picking up Andrew Garfield. You know, the day after he's fighting, the, the day after he's fighting uh, Rhino. You know, we're not exactly. clearly he's much older. You know, we're not picking up yeah. uh, McGuire. Uh, I don't even know what happened to the end of Spider Man Three. I don't even know where we left him, but uh, I guess maybe at the the maybe the gravesite of Harry. Maybe I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> I I no, I no idea how that movie ended, but. Like clearly, like th- like these are more grizzled, more you know, uh, battle scarred men that you're dealing with, and I, I, t- I mean, I totally thought it was very obvious that 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 these guys, and it, to me, like you know, seeing these guys have to remind themselves of the pain they went through when they're trying to get trying to talk Holland off the ledge, so to speak, and trying Brought to get out them, so those characters a little bit. They, yeah, it, it kind of shows you, hey. I know what you're going through. Like, I got to think about what happened to, you know, Uncle Ben or think about what happened to Gwen um, or just think about some of the things I went through. Like, and you see some of that, it brings you back to those times. But to me, these are different guys. And I, I, that makes more sense. I mean, again, like, Tony Gwyer looks nothing like how he looked in 2002. It would be stupid to yeah. me that if he was playing that same kind of, like, folksy, oh, well, I just don't. You know, you know how he is. I don't even know. How, I can't even do an impersonation. Yeah. But you know, it's yeah, Spider Spider-Man. Like if he would have acted like that, first of all, I don't think it would have been much of a help. Because like that guy is like very unseasoned, and 
you know, he also, you know, kind of makes selfish decisions at times, and, like, he, like, despite, like, like, Tom Holland's Peter, Peter 1, as they refer to it, Peter 1 needed an OG, he needed OGs there, he didn't need the guys that we were introduced to in those movies, he needed their experiences, which they were able to bring to him, but, I, I, I mean, one, I don't think that it was like, oh, they, they didn't get the characters, no, they got the characters, I think their personalities also are reflective of, like, of their experiences. I didn't think also that it was, just like, random how they were acting. I thought that it was very clear that this is people that have been through a lot. You know, I thought, like, to me, Maguire's performance of, like, a very, like, a... He's a very matter-of-fact kind of Spider-Man, and I think that made sense considering when you learn that, you know, the stuff with him and MJ is still complicated. Like, like to me, I think that he... he, he I think he's, in many ways, he's at peace with, like, just what his life has become. I and mean, it's not perfect. But he's been able to kind of maneuver in a way that works for him, um, and I think in some ways, you know, uh, Andrew. We already knew Andrew was a lot more playful than uh, than Toby, but you know, he's kind of more jokesy, more kind of a smart aleck. But I think a lot of that shields the pain he's dealing with because we see how much Gwen still bothers him. You know, he doesn't think he can yeah. be romantic anymore. Um, him just saving MJ, you know, almost destroys him. Like. Like, yeah. I think a lot of that is a facade. I think that's smart acting. It's smart directing. I don't think that's like a, oh, they didn't get the characters. I totally disagree with that uh, perception. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Um, I thought Andrew Garfield was excellent. I thought um, he was spectacular, man. No pun intended. But yeah, I, I totally the, agree. <laughs> obviously, the introduction to those characters, uh, show-stopping moment, all-time... Oh my god! Theater reaction, almost in any theater, I would imagine. Can I, can't wait. Can I throw uh, one little? Can I throw one little complaint uh, about their interaction? Uh, and I know this is controversial. Now EJ jumping into the Grinch. Uh, EJ, 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 EJ joined the, the dark side. The Grinch nah, club. Yeah, joined the dark. Joined the dark thought, side. I, I, here's what I'll say. I understood why they did it in that order, because Aunt May's death and Peter being so distraught is like, I mean, I'm in tears watching this thing. You know, it's bad. Like it's it was a weird transition to then get this scene where like oh my god we're about to see the Spider Man show up and then now my my theater is cheering like it it was great I love the execution really? I love the I I thought that was weird timing I think there need to be another scene in between that scene show Osborne somewhere plotting to do something <laughs> I don't know show me anything I think there and to me I, I I will be shocked if there isn't a deleted scene that's supposed to go in between. What happened? And to me, watching it, it felt a lot like, oh, we didn't know if we were going to get these guys in here. That's how it looked to me. I'm being totally honest. And this is from somebody who loves this film. So it's not, I'm not a hater or anything at all. But, and I love that they're in it. I love their portrayals, all three of them. But their their introduction to me was a little off only because of that. I thought from an emotional beat standpoint, I was like, okay, I get you want to kind of move me a little bit off of this very sad moment. That moment is too sad to do something so epic. You know, like that that was the feeling I had. I clearly y'all didn't see it that way, but I'm being totally honest. When I watched the movie, I was like, oh, they're doing this now? I think they're really going to do this now? So when, like, oh, wow, they're did, doing this now. When did you catch on, EJ, that we were getting the other the other Spider-Man? Kind of immediately. Like, I, as, soon, as, soon as, they're, as soon as they're like, we need to get, and we need to find Spider-Man, and he... He, once he realized he could open portals, I'm like, this is it. It's over. Like, I knew 100% this is it. I didn't catch like, on that. They were like, we need to find Peter Parker. And yeah, as, soon, as soon as he says, 
as soon as I realized he can open portals, I was like, this is how we're going to get these guys. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then as soon as they started talking about we need to get Peter Parker, I'm like, oh, this is happening. Like, it was not a surprise yeah. that that was. My game. guard was down at that. And I think that's what they wanted. I think they wanted your guard down. So that's very fascinating because for you, yeah. what Spider-Man just happened brought your guard down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, once, uh, yeah, once uh, I saw uh, Spider Man, uh, and uh, at first I thought it was Peter. Uh, then when he wasn't talking, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is like, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny, too, because my theater knew. I don't know how your theater was, but as soon as we saw Spider-Man in the distance, my theater immediately erupted. So it was there was no guess in their eyes of if that was someone that was Yeah, people Tom didn't bug out really until the mask was taken off. Wow. That's like, fascinating. Even when you first saw the costume, it was yeah, clear. So, yeah, some people were like, ooh. Yeah, you got ooh, and then you took the mask and you like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, it was a, no, there was an eruption. Pretty much as soon as they saw him in the spider suit, when he took the mask off, there was another, there was even a louder eruption. But no, yeah. that, and you know, again, you know, time and place is important. I'm in New York City watching this on Thursday afternoon, the very first time really yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. can watch this. Probably got some people movie. in spider suits over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you guys are seeing it, you know, in Nazareth, PA, or no, Lehigh Valley. Uh, love the people of Lehigh Valley. I'm sure they're playing great Spider Man fans, do. But on a, on a later time, a Saturday, so it's a different. Different crowd, still fans, but you know, I had to, like the fans that were in my yeah. theater. Besides one really old dude who didn't know that there were assigned seats and kept sitting in everybody's seat, and he was very annoying. Besides that one guy, everybody else in that theater is the people who knew everything about this movie <laughs> leading up into it in terms of all the yeah, movies, I'm sure they dared all everything. Reaction. Oh yeah, oh my, my my theater erupted as soon as he showed up. Yeah, that was another one we got a reaction for. You know, so 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 that might that might be some of the reason there. And then once he probably took the mask off for you guys, then it was clear that what was happening for them. But yeah, no. As soon as as soon as that portal opened and they saw him, there was cheers. And again, I mean, I, when I go back to moments in movies, superhero movies that have similar reactions, I mean, Endgame obviously with the portals. But besides that, I, I don't know if I can think of many. I mean, of course, you've had movies where the theater goes crazy, but not off the top of my head. Probably Force Awakens. You see Leia, one of the others. Yeah, Luke showing up, obviously. I mean, well, yeah, Luke. That's the end, but you know. Yeah, that'll be Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you have your other characters. And yeah. Whatnot. But it's a rarity for sure. It's a rarity. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that. I mean, the, the initial scene I thought was excellent with Garfield. I thought Garfield was excellent in this movie. Um, I think it sort of spurred a movement now you know the hashtag restore the the garfield verse uh is out there really <laughs> it's not the actual hashtag but but there's some people out there saying all right now let's get some garfield movies because I'll, uh, let me let know. me say someone who last week said i'm not a garfield guy and had no interest in seeing his movies continue i agree what if kevin feige's producing them facts facts e- ej put ej put the dukes up now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. I don't, I'm not yeah. saying to the Tom Holland stuff needs to continue. We're not talking anything about replacing him, but right. like I, I like this movie really, and maybe I was naive, but it just really opened my eyes to what a true Spider Verse can mean for everybody, for so many people, and. What different Spider-Man can mean for people too? Because one right. of our, you know, biggest issues being, you know, the first two Spider-Man movies didn't really, like, yes, technically Peter was in high school, but like they didn't. He, he's not written like a high schooler, as my good friend Josh K said, and this Spider-Man is, which is why, so like the bad decisions he makes in this movie to me also are way more predictable. 
because he's he he really is written like a kid, unlike those other films. Like we also don't see like a grizzled older Spider-Man besides Peter B. Parker in uh in, in Into the Spider Verse, which I think is the only Spider-Man movie that really, in my opinion, stands up in terms of like if you want to say what's a ghost Spider-Man movie, but um. But to me, like, we haven't seen really an older, more grizzled Spider-Man either. We've seen, you know, the Spider-Man, we got... Both Spider-Man we were introduced to before Holland were young adults, basically. You know, first year high school, and then second year, you know, uh, maybe college. I guess maybe Amazing Spider-Man 2 also might be in high school. I don't remember for sure, um, but... Uh, no, he's not. He's, was he in college? Yeah, he's in college. You know, okay, college, Spider-Man right. 2? Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, 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 I appreciate yeah. it. I, again, <laughs> I've never fought, fully watched Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I still have only watched, like, the second half of the movie so i don't know where all that right is. but um yeah. but to me like those like like we have not seen like a 30 year old spider-man 35 years like that's not something we we have going on right and that's something i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't I, mind exploring that. i mean i wouldn't mind exploring that at all i, I mean I, I i just i mean of course i i don't like those movies i i, I don't feel like the movie, it, i don't like them either it, it, i i would have to see who the director is I'm still not the biggest fan of the Garfield Spider-Man. If he can be more, I liked him much, much more in this than I did in those movies. And I thought he did a better job in this than he did in those movies, personally. Um, so here's one thing I will say: I would, I would like to see him if, if they have plans on inserting Venom into any Spider-Man movies. I would say put him in those movies. That's what I've seen people say, and or movies or more, more movies. Yeah, I've seen I've seen multiple people say that a Venom movie that includes Spider Man should actually be, uh, it should be um, that I would cool, that Spider Man. Yeah, they put Garfield Spider Man. I'd be like, all right, cool, I'm cool with that. That that could be interesting. Um, I will say that I feel like that Garfield Spider Man would work. Could, I think much much better with Hardy than the Holland Spider Man. One hundred percent. because the Garfield Spider Man leaned way more into the quick whipping conversation stuff than yeah. either Holland or Maguire. Yeah. So exactly. that interaction between him and Venom for Venom's tone would make more sense. Yeah. I saw some people that were like reminded they were like, man, it would have been it would have been cool if we could have gotten Garfield in Civil War. Uh as Spider Man as opposed to Holland. And Holland did an excellent job in Civil War, but you know that that would have been that may have also been even more accurate to the Civil War comic, getting that version of Spider Man, uh, with <laughs> right, with that yeah. Tony Stark. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, they did drop the Easter egg, another you know bold prediction that we mentioned. Morales. They dropped the Black Spider Man, Black Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and it was hopefully one day directly to Garfield. Was that a coincidence? You know, I mean, we talked about it in the lead up. You know. Will they introduce uh, Miles Morales as part of one of those two guys' universes? Uh, they did not do that in this movie, but did they foreshadow? Maybe, I think they did. For, they definitely did foreshadow to me. You know, they definitely foreshadowed we're going to get Miles Morales at some point. You know, I think there is still a tremendous amount of value in just putting him in the MCU. Uh, but maybe, as we've seen in this movie, they've established it kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. You know, I mean, you could he could be in another universe and end up in the MTU if you really yeah. needed him to. But, um, but in terms of also not having that shadow of being around Tom Holland, you know, if you if you still plan on making movies consistently with Tom Holland, then putting him 
in that universe with Garfield could be interesting. Because here's, you know? here's, could... here's one thing that, you know, I said earlier in this show, again, is why this movie resonates with many people, is it rewards millions of fans who have been following these universes closely. And it gives them, it, it, it assures them that they're smart enough to understand what's going on. This movie and Zack Snyder's Justice League go maybe the furthest in forwarding the cause of not treating the fans like they're dumb. And this idea yeah. that, yes, you like we can continue franchises and continue ideas that, you know, okay, maybe they end up being, you know, when we were doing them, people didn't like stuff and whatever. We can revisit them and still f- move forward and find good stuff to eventually, you know, do. And to me, like, that's the whole concept of, like, why I, I think that Miles Morales being in, if he was in a Maguire or a Garfield universe, would be great. Because the fans appreciate this movie, I think, in large part, and they appreciate, you know, Zack Snyder Justice League in large part because they're rewarded for for believing and sticking with under trying to understand this canon as much as possible. So giving them something as large as a Miles Morales to continue that arc. And you can, and my thing is with time, you can fix the issues that were there. I mean, there was, it wasn't like Amazing Spider-Man was dead on arrival. There were decisions that they made that ended up being unpopular for various reasons, but there are certainly things that they could do. It wasn't like, you know, Raimi's Spider-Man universe couldn't have been fixed in a fourth movie. You know, it, it could yeah. have been. It's just the way Hollywood works, the way things work. You don't got that much time. It's like being an NFL head coach, man. After year two, you you don't get it right, you're done. And they were done with this. But it doesn't mean that, you know, just like those NFL coaches, they don't get another shot. You know, say, okay, with time, with different directors, with stuff, you know, we can we can maybe do something different and give you something Star Wars, cool. Star Wars was dead after the, after the prequel. Yeah, exactly. But give it time, all these things will be back. Right. So 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 to me, like I think that there is I think that there is value in, in potentially doing Miles Morales outside the MCU. I also think there's value to putting him in the MCU because I do think that, you know, seeing this Peter Parker, the only the only reason why I pause is because I think it will take much longer. Because I think that this Peter Parker, you know, one of the biggest issues we talked about was we felt like he was still a kid. Like he doesn't learn anything, he hasn't been through much. Well, he's been through a lot now. And he learns yeah. a lot now. Like he he grows up very fast in this movie. So, and, and the way they're kind of setting up his new story arc, a mentor role could make more sense maybe two or three movies down the line. Yes. You know, I didn't see it after Far From Home. I saw, I'm like, this guy's nowhere near being a mentor to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now, today, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, they're putting him on that path where it could work. I just don't think it should be like the next movie. I think it's, you know, unless you're doing some make crazy time jump or something like that. Maybe after the next adventure or something like that. But, you know, the, the, the word is that, is, you know, he's going to be going to college. So if you're really doing college years, I still don't think that he's in the mentor stage yet. But he's much closer. But if you did have a mentor, someone like uh, you did. I'm sorry. If you did have Andrew Garfield mentor someone like a Miles Morales or Tobey Maguire mentor someone like Miles Morales, considering the, the really great and emotional mentorship we see in this film, that would be, I think, great. I would love to see it. And I don't think that we... You know, there's so much that those Spider-Man movies also didn't explore that there's still plenty of stuff they could do in terms of stories that are interesting and fun. So, and the word right now, the reporting early on is that Garfield is is very hell bent on wanting to do more Spider-Man movies. 
Uh, yes. I've I not heard that about McGuire, so it sounds like maybe he was more inclined to want to do a one and done. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I, yeah. And look, we talked about McGuire a little bit. I, if you ask me, he he was the one that clearly seemed the most. Not, I don't say out of it, but, but he seemed the most. Uh, like I don't, I, I don't, I didn't get the sense that he was he was going to be back. And not to say that he didn't give a good performance. Cause I think he did. McGuire. McGuire, yeah, I agree. But even like physically, he wasn't as big as he used to be in those movies. Like this didn't seem like a guy that was that had been preparing to be playing Peter. Oh Parker yeah, yeah, no, for, this definitely like, did. It definitely did feel like a late second. He like he signed on. Yeah, I'll be on set for a couple of days, and this would be cool. <laughs> this should be fun. But I, you know, I don't think that like this was something right. that he was, he'd been waiting for. Um, and look, like McGuire, we talked about it before. Like similar to Sam Raimi, he's been, kind of been a made man now. Like he doesn't have to do anything, you know. Uh, so he doesn't do a lot. You know, in terms of movies and whatnot, um, he stayed out of the spotlight, stayed out of the, in which I, I get it. You know, when you were you were Spider Man for, you know, five, six, seven years or whatnot, uh, probably wears on you, and so you want to take yeah. a break from, from that life. But um, I'm sure this was fun for him. But yeah, I agree. I don't think that this is a guy. He didn't look like a guy to me that was like, you know, just aiming yeah. to get back into the game. Now Garfield is still in it. He still makes great movies. He's been an Academy Award winning actor, I believe, and a, definitely an Academy Award nominated actor. Um, probably should have been multiple times if you if you're a fan of his role in Social Network. Um, so yeah, I mean Andrew Garfield, you know, it got his flack for the character that he played, but you know, without a doubt, is a talented actor uh, with the right filmmakers and the right producers, uh, you know, and the right vision. Probably, you probably still can make good movies around them, um, but can, yeah, yeah. Can, can I tell y'all one thing that uh, from this film um, that that did kind of like? You no, know, I like that we got to learn some things about again these two, you know, older Spider Man that we've not been around. Oh yeah, great too. I'll let you finish. Um, same great, but we might be the same. I was a little disappointed that there isn't an Avengers in Tobey Maguire's world. Interesting. So not the same gripe, but a similar gripe. Well, there may be more, but because that wasn't that was the only one. Because um, again, I don't think this movie's perfect. I love it, but it's not perfect. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I thought that was a little short sighted. I thought that there should have been. I, I I don't know. I I did not love that. I thought that there should be Captain America I mean, I, 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 in a lot of these universes. I didn't mind that, but what I told Shamari was my biggest gripe with those characters that they didn't give us any reference to any sort of extended universe or extended storylines that we never saw on screen. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. They only referenced things that we saw. And that was cool, but I would have loved to have been like, yeah, you know, I remember I, I fought a guy who, yeah. you know, could shapeshift into different people. He pretended to be me for right. for a month, you know, or I remember right. fighting some guy, the underground boss in, you know, in Manhattan, and he was, you know, 500 pounds, you know, or something yeah, or, like that. Or even if, or even if, you know, talk, or even if, you know, when, when, uh, you know, uh, McGuire and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Garfield are kind of talking about, you know, you know, McGuire talking about having, you know, MJ and, and, you know, I know Garfield ended up saying that he didn't have anybody. He doesn't think he can have anybody. I would have, it would have been funny. Even like, well, there is some woman who dresses like a cat. That we're kind of doing it. Like, you know, it, it yeah, been so, yeah. And, and I think that we're on the same page. Cause that's kind of the same thing with the Avengers thing. Like to me, just yeah. kind of, it kind of very much put in a very neat box, like their experiences as Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm kind of like, a very 
Uh, yeah. I kind of hope that there was these great experiences that they could have alluded to that maybe we didn't get to explore, but maybe it would make me more excited to want to see these guys again because they may go into the detail with those things. And that yeah, really I mean, I, yeah, I feel like they were they were probably trying to they were trying not to get too too deep in the weeds, so to speak, in terms of yeah. I didn't think they wanted they, they I don't think they wanted to write themselves in anything they couldn't write themselves out. Yeah, lore and comic book, you know, Easter eggs. They 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 weren't they were trying not to specifically cater to the emergency awesome. Right, you know, cinema blend. Right, uh, you know, screen rant, yeah, screen crush, screen know. crush. All the they, they, <laughs> they weren't that would have been seen as being made for them. Right, and they're like, no, this. But is, even this, beyond this, those, no, people, this is being made for. But what about or just, or just the comic book? People. Yeah, but what about just the yeah, Spider Man? Yeah, I know. And even like, them. They're saying, listen, we never got to see our movies. We never got to see Chameleon or Hydro Man. Right, or. You know, I mean, we'll probably see Creighton. Like, there's certain people where or you're even, like, Or even if one of them said, like, you know, this is Ned, and they were like, Ned Leeds. Like, like you know, maybe their Ned Leeds is Hobgoblin. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I, I, I feel, like I feel, Peter didn't, that. like, Toby didn't react when he said Gwen. Oh, when I lost Gwen, it was like, oh, yeah. I, I thought, I thought that was weird because yeah. he does know what Gwen Stacy is. <laughs> now, that was clearly, that wasn't the moment where he's going to make crack a joke right, like that. Right, of course, because like, this, this Spider Man is threatening to kill these villains and kill Green Goblin, but yeah. Yeah, and like, and also, like, like, you know, that's also a moment for, for, because I, I think they mentioned it after Aunt May died, right? And he was like, and yeah. when they first beat him, and they're like, yeah, when mm-hmm. I lost Gwen, and you know, that wasn't the moment for Toby to be like, wait, you know Gwen Stacy too? Yeah, but, he's like, I, he's, you know, I made out with a Gwen randomly one time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not the right, not the right moment, right. <laughs> right, right, right. But still, like that, those kind of things, like they didn't really dig into that a ton. Um, and it, it, like you said, it just shrinks, shrinks their universes. And I get it when you're talking about an Avengers movie or the MCU, where you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to make up all these stories that Captain America has been on, or Iron Man's had these stories and these villains. Because maybe we want to tell a villain, maybe want to tell that villain at some point down the line, or we don't want there to be this you know, these other stories that we don't see on screen. But when you're talking about a universe that's been gone, universes that have been gone and haven't been touched for decades, in over a decade, to me, I think that's a missed opportunity because it's not like we're we're gonna see much from the Garfield I mean from the Maguire especially universe ever again. So saying that he fought Chameleon one time or Scorpion, you know, seems tame, but at the same time, you know, it's also not there. It's not there. Yeah, I think they wanted to leave. Yeah, I think they wanted to leave the options open for anything. You know? Yeah, they didn't want to. Yeah. Raimi didn't. Yeah, Raimi they, was, they didn't make this movie. They want to if they if they decide to use Chameleon or someone else. They don't want anyone. Yeah. They, they don't, don't want. They don't want to tip people off. Yeah, they're just like, look, there are other villains. Yeah. Maybe you'll see them. Maybe you won't. Yeah, wait and see. Um, yeah, I think that I do agree with the assessment that. That Garfield seems definitely more ready to continue than Maguire. I would, I think Maguire would do it if he was asked. Um, if Raimi was involved, probably. Definitely if Sam was all involved, for sure. Uh, and I, I don't think that... I, well, I, here's what I'll say. I don't think we're... Do- There's no way we're definitely done with both of them. That's my, my feeling today. Is Right. This didn't feel like a goodbye forever for both of them. I think yeah, it I could think. it could definitely be a goodbye. It could be a goodbye for Maguire, but I don't think it was a bye, goodbye for Garfield. And I don't think it was. I think it could have been both too. I think both of them could also appear again. I think um, they would have killed him off if Maguire told them, "I'm done." Yeah, I, think I totally would. agree. 
Because when they stabbed him, I was like, oh, man, they're really, they're really putting Norman Osborn over. Like, I... I thought he, I thought he was gonna be in much worse shape than he was. I was gonna be so upset. I kind of told some after the movie. I, I, I was, I'd have been mad. I would have been very mad too. Person. You can't kill off Toby. I'd been like, yeah, yo, yeah, why would they do that? that? Awful. Screw this movie. Yeah, that, that, that would be awful. They do that too, so that they would be very. Careful. So yeah, so you know that's why. Hey, man, I, uh, you know, in in Feige we trust. You know, he he, yes. he doesn't he doesn't fail us on a much on a much on a on a very large scale most of the time. You know, we're still trying to get over the Mandarin thing, but. Besides that, you know that that's probably that would have been right the next biggest you know gaffe yeah, for him. Yeah, and he, Evan you know, Peters, and Evan Peters, yeah, yeah, that's another one. That's that's two right there. Um, but not <laughs> there aren't like a lot of those. So yeah, I agree. That would have been a terrible way to kill off, um, especially he, the guy who he, he no Norman Osborn actually the the foe Osborn actually ended up killing McGuire. Come on, man, in a different universe that that would have been terrible. So I'm glad that he's all no, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> okay. And I think it, I think I kind of actually I, I actually ended up liking that sequence because it kind of was like yeah this guy like Goblin is crazy like even when he's completely outmanned and outgunned like he's still doing things that he know ain't really gonna kill nobody like you know he fought this Maguire he knows that stabbing him once ain't, ain't gonna kill him you know like what are you doing yeah like, he he's a lunatic again <laughs> that's very <laughs> much confirmed in this film that this guy is off his rocker and that he needs serious help so. Um, we get this fight scene. Uh, it's a great, it's a great fight scene, and and they're they're able to with the whole the whole plot of this movie was, was trying to cure these villains. Of course, we saw them cure Osborne initially in the uh, apartment building, and not and not Osborne, sorry, uh, uh, Otto Octavius, and he ends up, actually ends up helping them in the fight, which was uh, which was great. You know, I thought it was great to see. And I, oh, I also, also love the scene seeing him and Tobey Maguire. You want to talk about? grabbing at the heartstrings like i i that was that was a lot for me like what the mcguire and uh mcguire and otto octavius and melina mm-hmm. when he's like peter it's so oh, great cool. to see you like because because we forget how right. much melina loved that parker you know what i'm saying yeah you forget mm-hmm. it because like yeah. most of the movie they're you know go they're they're scrapping but initially he yeah. really thought that peter was the next one he thought he was the next he great scientist yeah. he thought he was the future so it, to me, that just was like that. To me, look that that like that was like again. I I had tears through different parts of the movie. That was like heartwarming to me because like wow, yeah, that's like I really loved. That to me was like you know, uh, like you know, you see your high school teacher that meant a lot to you. You know, thirty years down the line, and you know he sees you, <laughs> and he sees you're doing well like that. Yeah. I just thought that was a really nice touch. I really loved the 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 you know the, how they established how all these kind of the villains sort of know each other. You know, because we know obviously never seen yeah. Melina and Defoe ever interact, but like right. them being, oh Norman, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you know that kind of thing, and uh, like uh, what should we call it? Um, yeah, Connors, Connors, and Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm thinking uh, yeah, uh, Sandman, obviously knowing yeah. what happened to both of them, and like you said, Jamie Foxx knowing what happened to Connors, like all those different things were interesting. Lizard is the one that gets the most shafted, if we're being honest, um, and good. Inclusion. Yeah, they, they buried him. They even thought they even kind of clowned his plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there was anybody who got buried in this movie, it was Lizard. And again, yeah, I'll say like, for, so good, didn't even for good show reason. He caught. He's just in the he's in the thing yeah. To, yeah. to start. Uh, I, I'm still upset they didn't give him the lab coat, but that's a minor thing. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Overall, I mean, did he have the lab coat in the movie? No, I don't think he had a lab coat in the original. No, no, no he never. Uh, that's not, that's a big issue. He never wears the lab coat. They never explained how. 
why Jamie Foxx has a fade all of a sudden. Why he looks so yeah, why he looks so handsome, why he looks so crispy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you grow the like, fade? Where, where like, I, I know where you got the first lineup. Which is so <laughs> odd which is so odd because they <laughs> mentioned they mentioned how he looked so goofy. Yeah, they wrote it in. Like they were they, they were like, totally... yo man, you got a glow up. He's like, Yeah, I know. I'm like, so we're just not going to explain how that happened? Yeah, this energy is just so different here. I love it. <laughs> that I was like, I like what does that mean? I he basically was, was like, I'm okay. convinced Jamie Foxx wrote every single one of his lines. respecting Jamie Foxx. Yeah, industry. exactly. I'm convinced he wrote every single one of his lines. Oh, yeah, no. Jamie Foxx in this film was very much kind of like, <laughs> like like Samuel Jackson in most of the movies he's in. Like, right. It was like that same, like, we're just writing Jamie Foxx. Yeah, as exactly. A, as, and, and today he's being electro. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah, he, his lines were great, and, he and like they were great because they were so Jamie Foxx. Like, you know, they just he, like he the delivered robot. them perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, it was it was it was right on the money. Yeah, I, I mean, talk about a, a you know a, a true kind of a redemption from what we got from Jamie Foxx, and it wasn't his fault. Again, it was with the writing, but like our true redemption from that. And though I did think it was funny when not funny, but I was kind of like side eyeing when uh, when Garfield Peter three is like. No, yeah, I, I've never seen Max as powerful. I'm like, yo, Max Dillon, by the end of your film, was just doing some... Yeah, he's kind of broken. Crazy Super Saiyan, nobody seen before, super, you know, supersonic kind of stuff. You now, know, in this canon... Uh, you know, here, I'm like, he's not really doing that. He's still a man. We still see him. Like, you can yeah, still punch him. Yeah, the supposed to have given him some boost. Right. We don't really see that ever play itself out. Except for, being, just, except for a really cool costume, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for the costume forming. The, it's funny. I mean, the, he was broken in the other. He was broken in in the first movie. That's what you're no, saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. like you know, he's saying uh, uh, Garfield in this movie is like, oh, I've never seen him this powerful. I'm like, yes, you have. He's yeah, even yeah. way more powerful. I, I would argue he definitely has. Yeah. He almost seen more powerful. Yeah, yeah he's much more powerful. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I saw, you I saw, saw he, he was able to like take over all. all yeah, someone, the someone, he was, like, just, he was like, sucking all that like electricity out of the whole city. He's like Ultron or something. There was a Spider Man. There was a Spider Man Twitter account that posted a like a GIF of that part of that fight scene in spider-man yeah 2. he's literally going in between screens in times square yeah, and then coming out and, pun- and punching spider-man i'm just like okay he's not doing that in this movie so i don't know what you're talking about yeah. saying you've never seen him this powerful this guy was literally yeah. matter and then not matter and then coming back and punching you like I, this is not he's clearly much different and seemingly not less not as powerful but uh i'm surprised they weren't and maybe there were but i'm surprised they weren't i thought that the line where with McGuire and Garfield were talking to each other, and you know, McGuire kind of says like, you know, Gar- Garfield's like, oh, you know, I don't. Sometimes I don't really feel, you know, you feel as great, you know, or whatever. And like, no, man, you're spectacular too, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're amazing. I, that you're that almost amazing. felt like a, a sub of like them saying like, oh, people don't like your movies, but fact, you're, I, well, I think it was. Yeah, like I, I'm surprised that didn't that didn't like. Called that made the cut. Oh, really? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. That people yeah, no. were. Yeah, EJ, yeah. EJ caught that. Yeah, no, that was definitely some meta commentary. You know, it's it, on the surface level that he keeps saying you're amazing, which was funny. But yeah. yeah, no, it was also them saying, "Hey, I know you're the one that kind of gets a lot of crap, but like we like you." Which, considering how defensive that fan base is, it I was agree like with Kendall. I'm a little. So I thought that that would cause a lot more. Especially because the Maguire is delivering the lines too. I thought that would sting a lot more. <laughs> right. And it, I guess, it, again, I haven't seen many people complain about it. I did think that they kind of they told the line with some of that meta commentary. You know, Peter Parker needed to get his back cracked. I'm like, this is a this is a bit that's like I get it, but man, this is a bit. This is like you got this is really committing to like 
because you gotta go back to spider-man 2 and he was injured before they started filming they know he'd have to do it and they'd have to replace him but he did it yeah and then in that movie they did a bit about him hurting his back so now in this movie you know him cracking the back supposed to be funny because you're thinking about what happened in spider-man 2 and then also what happened you know non-kayfabe you know in the filming prior to it and them thinking that he couldn't do the movie like i was like this is a deep pull yeah it helps that it's a funny scene in general and it plus is he's funny. older right. so you're thinking like oh, he's an old guy now right like yeah so like, which, for is, any which, old, which like, is why for some people it may have been just like fine and just went over their heads but i was kind of yeah, like man you're a fireman i was like i don't know if i needed this much uh winking to the side the web you know? shooter the web shooter thing was something i think we all we had funny. they had to do yeah we, yeah, we right. all wanted to see and that was that was funny yeah that was great um yeah, I mean, they didn't dive too much into the differences between all of them. It right. wasn't probably necessary. The wasn't, time it wasn't necessary. Time pertaining, and, and whatnot. Just in terms of yeah, what the crisis was. <laughs> yeah, it no could be you just chit chat the entire time about it. So, is this person alive, or do you have all this? But, but yeah, yeah, the web shooter thing was was great. Um, honestly, the chemistry was surprisingly great for three actors that obviously have never worked with each other. Yeah, um, all playing the same character. It yeah. Was, it was, it couldn't have been any better. Yeah, I think I think that there was uh, I think there was a motivation and a and a want to make this work, and uh, that that goes a long way. I think these guys wanted to make this work. I know Holland's talked a yeah. lot about what a what a pleasure it would be to work with those guys at some point. Um, I think I think Garfield wants that bread that's there, and I, and I think Garfield loved being Spider Man. As I said, I think that he took it personally that he was fired. He said that before yeah so i think that there was a want to make this work and i think mcguire knew his legacy was on the line he couldn't go out there and look crazy so yeah and i think all, you three, guys... all three of those guys had different motivations but i think they all had the same goal that they had to make this work and when it's just like and in sports when you got guys who want to make it work uh, oftentimes when you're that talented as those three men are it ends up going pretty well and when you talk about getting those guys to come back i think it's also like sports where you're like those guys didn't end their careers with a championship. Facts, mega facts. So if you're talking about like why, why would McGuire, who's had, who's a legend, the Hall of Famer in superhero lore, superhero movie lore, why would he even want to come back? Yeah. It's like he, he ended out, he ended out, he ended out on his back. Yeah. You know, why would he? Yeah. Of course he wouldn't come back. He ended, he ended out with a, a fourteen season. He got fired. He was Manning in, in Indianapolis. I was gonna say, I was gonna say he was Manning in uh in the Seahawks Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, or, you, know, yeah, you or, thought you, you thought this thing was gonna be great, and then it's gonna be a complete disaster, you know. Yeah, and you know, in Garfield never made the Super Bowl. You know, he never made the playoffs. So for him, yeah, like exactly. you know, so I, I think that's I think that that's a great point. I think that those guys, there was unfinished business for those guys, as uh, you know, as uh, I think someone like Triple H has said uh, uh, in the past. Shout out to Triple H. I know he's recovering from heart issues. Uh, I think those guys had unfinished business for sure. And that, that's that's a, a great point. I want to give one last shout out to Zendaya in this role, in, in this movie. But, uh, you know, as much credit as I gave Holland, she gave I thought also by far her best performance in this role. But also, just again, just a an excellent, excellent role as MJ Michelle Jones Watson in this shout movie. Out to the Wat- shout out that she has a Watson last name. I yeah, love that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hollywood reporters like, we told you, she's playing Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> we said it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought she did an excellent job. Uh, 
I kind of feel like she got shafted in the, in the first two. It was supposed to be some character development. I don't think that overall the arc of the character, I don't know if it hit as well as maybe they intended. But in this movie, I thought she was spectacular. I probably could have used all, you know, three movies of that. But regardless, excellent job by Zendaya. I assume we'll see more of her in the future. But yeah, uh, they definitely made this. Yeah, they definitely chose to make this movie the the quote unquote the MJ kind of spotlight ish movie. Right. Where their relationship is, you know is uh is in the forefront is in the forefront yeah you know if you're a holland fan that's the storyline that that hit home the most for you Mm -hmm. you know the people that that are like yeah i don't really care about the sinister five (laughs) (laughs) you know they those people if they came for they came to see holland then that they got what was an excellent you know performance from both holland and zendaya so yeah, you know, Zendaya well, uh, was very believable as the ride or die for Peter Parker in this film. Um, yeah, and it felt like I'll actually slightly disagree, Kendall, in terms of development of her character. It felt like her getting to that point in this film felt earned, given the route we saw with these two. It wasn't we clearly there wasn't a lot of love, love, love lost in the first movie, but seeing as they're you know as they kind of develop and these feelings you have for him. And then we see the second movie, um, this kind of clear special bond that they shared. And then you get to this film and it just, I just thought it made, I just thought it was a great progression. And then Zendaya, I thought like, you know, she was great in the first two movies. I thought like what they gave her, but it kind of, it kind of felt like this was like, they were like almost prepping her for like what she needed to be in this film. I know obviously that's not, I don't know if that was it by design, but it was like all the stuff we had you do. Now we need you to deliver the real MJ performance that yeah. we would expect from this kind of threat and this kind of conflict. And again, someone as talented as Zendaya, I mean, she, she brought her home. I agree. I'm glad you gave her a shout out because she 100 percent. I thought it was a stellar performance from Zendaya. Uh, we should get to this post credit scenes. Uh, before we do our scores, so, well, we, you want to talk about just how the movie? The, what do you mean the ending? Where where we end off, basically? Oh, right, because that's not a post credit scene. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I I for some reason in my head, I guess because uh, you know when I look for it, it's always grainy on the on 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 the internet. So I was in my head, I think of it as a post credit scene. But um, so we end the movie. Of course, you know they make the you know he makes the decision that you know that strange is like, well, this is there's nothing I can do about this. This is gonna be bad. He's like, well, can you just Make everybody forget that I'm Spider Man, and could that work? Forget and, that Peter Parker, yeah, Peter Parker existed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah now that Spider Man, Peter Parker existed, and he's like, well, yeah, I could do that, but that's gonna be very painful. And he's like, just do it. So, um, so you know, he says this very, very emotional goodbye to Ned and to um, MJ before he does the spell. Doctor Strange does the spell that makes everybody forget Peter Parker existed, and it leads to. You know, again, uh, a reset of the Peter Parker character. You know, we see him visit Aunt May's grave. Uh, Happy, you know, goes there to visit. You know, doesn't remember who Peter is. And you know, asks, you know, how do you know her? So, clear sign that, you know, he doesn't remember any, any, anything about Peter Parker. He goes, to, we see, you know, uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson, you know, who's, you know, played. You no, know, another great job by uh, uh, by J. J. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, now these reports that he's doing on the Daily Bugle, you know, he's saying, you know, we're still looking to find who the guy, who 
Spider-Man is. So of course, he doesn't know that. Him doing the field work was very much like reality. Uh, also, shout out to my man. Uh, shout out to my man, <laughs> D. Memminger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to shout out my man, D. Memminger, uh, from New York One, who I worked very closely with for a long time. And he's a great guy. And I was so happy to see him in there. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time. So uh, shout out to D. Memminger, who was on the scene for the big yeah, battle, shout- who, who had the information that somebody, <laughs> no, showing how great a reporter he is. He, he was the first to break the story that somebody died. He broke the story even before J. Jonah Jameson. So that shows you what kind of reporter D. Memminger <laughs> is uh, in this universe and in the uh, 616 universe. But um, but it ends up kind of being a reset. You know, he goes to the, to the you know, to the donut shop where we see MJ works. I also, by the way, I like that parallel of MJ working at like kind of like a food establishment with a terrible boss who's yelling at her, kind of like Kristen, Kirsten Dunst in, in Spider-Man 1 um, who worked at the diner and she was getting mm-hmm. yelled at in the street. Like, v- to me, very reminiscent. I was like, oh, wow, that's a really great callback. Man, I see people um, call back to uh, when he opens the door and he thinks that she's waving at him. And then it's someone else. It's Ned. Right, that's another. That's another callback. Not yeah. all that to the to the to the McGuire mm-hmm. Spider Man. So hundred percent. Yeah, they did it. They, yeah, that was some really high level stuff they did with that. And then, um, you know, so it's established. You know, he he he. You know, he comes in with a plan of trying to, you know, reintroduce himself as Spider Man because the first thing he said he would do was come back and remind him of who he is. But seeing you know the happiness that she's found in you know being friends with Ned and going to MIT. And I think, you know, seeing the scar that was on her head still from the fight that ensued and maybe thinking, you know, keep in order to keep her safe, maybe it's best that I don't tell her who I am right now. He elects not to and leads this new life um, that involves, of course, you know, he lost everything. You know, he doesn't have the any ties to, you know, Stark anymore or obviously lost his aunt. So not like that she had a lot of money, but, you know, his aunt's no longer around. So he's he's moved into terrible looking apartment he's uh you know kind of in a back to the basics moment he has to create his own suit again out of regular cloth and we see him flying through the streets in the classic red white and blue just an ultimate classic spider-man costume i mean if you i don't want to hear any complaints about the spider-man costume like if i hear anything then y'all are just haters i'm sorry (laughs) this is just straight from a comic book or a cartoon like there's no they didn't try to do anything cute with, oh, we're going to try to do some neat things. And they've done some, you know, cutesy things with these costumes in the MCU the last three movies. There's none of that at the end of this film. It is just a straight comic book rip Spider-Man costume. You know, clearly to me, it seems like he was inspired by the Spider-Man that he met who had more, uh, you know, the, definitely the red and blue more akin to the comic books. Yeah. and, and Real, uh, That's his destiny. Yeah. <laughs> And he kind of leads, you know, he says, you know, hey, this is a, you know, I'm leading a new path, new journey. And this is, it kind of leads to what will be his future. You know, it's not going to be MIT. It's not going to be very glamorous, but this is where we're at. So, like I said, to keep the word I keep using is back to the basics is the, is the vibe that I get. A lot of this, I, I think, well, I think while there is a lot of grounded stuff in this trilogy, I think the, the theme for this trilogy is it definitely is a uh, there's a lot of sizzle in this state. You know, it's, it's Tony Stark, it's Nick Fury, you know, it's and then of course the the trilogy, the end of the trilogy, bringing back old Spider Man. 
it feels like whenever we see this Spider-Man again, it's going to be much more down to the basics. We're not going to be seeing him in the Avengers or seeing him running around with, you know, another major Marvel character like a Doctor Strange. I think this is going to be a much more simpler Spider-Man story the next time we see him. Ken, I know you wanted to talk about this ending. How did you take it? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think I think that the ending is more about Sony than it is about Marvel. Um, I think Sony wanted Holland to feel more, more like just Spider-Man and not like Iron Boy Jr., quote-unquote. Um, that's my guess. I also, I also feel more, I feel more confident after seeing this movie that this is why Sony wanted to break away from Marvel because I think they knew that this was always the plan and they knew that I've said this multiple times, but I think they knew that this was going to be crazy. So they were like, whatever. Uh, and, and Marvel had to get in on this movie, but I think this ending is sort of, it's sending the message that, like you said, we're that this Holland, he's here to stay, but he's not going to be the guy that we saw. He's the same character, but I think we're going to get introduced to a, to a, a plethora of new individuals, probably from Spider-Man lore. I mentioned Harry Osborn. Um, maybe some others that we may see. Maybe it's a Gwen Stacy as well. Uh, Miles Morales is a possibility, but I want to see Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy is a possibility. I want to see Felicia Hardy. I think the fact that he so that's what I want to ask MJ. I think you know. Well, well, go ahead. I don't know if I should ask now or the post credit scene, but um, obviously one of the big questions coming out of this movie is. Now, where do you even go for a Spider-Man for? What like, who's the first villain for a next Spider-Man movie that would be on the table? You think? Um, there's a couple. I think it's kind of weird because of how they did this. I, I would not say it's someone like Craven. I agree. I think they Craven moved away kind of does make sense. They, they kind of Which moved part of the reason why they're probably doing a Craven the Hunter movie. Like, right. They, they might know it's more down the line than what they yeah. were maybe originally planning. Uh, I think, I mean. Did the post credit scene set up Venom? A different Venom. Potentially. Because I, I think that, because I, I think yeah. that Peter, you know, I, I think that, you know, Peter, he learned a lot. But as I've mentioned, you know, to my friends when we talked about this film. I mean, he tries to kill uh, Norman Osborn. <laughs> that was dark, yeah. He, he's mm-hmm. stopped completely. I mean, if, yeah. if McGuire or Peter 2 is not there, he, Norman Osborn is violently killed by Peter Parker. Yeah. So I think that when we see him again, he's not going to be perfect still. I think he's going to have to work through some things. And if a, a trip with the symbiote and and having to, uh, you know, have a... a, 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 a uh, some time with the symbiote and and what that does to him, that could be interesting. Now, Shamari, I know, has strong thoughts about this symbiote character, this Venom character that Tom Hardy has played, and whether or not, mm-hmm. if we get the black suit Spider-Man in the MCU... He better not be no goofy Venom. Will it be... He better not be some goofy Venom symbiote. My alien pet symbiote. You know, my pet alien symbiote. Peter! <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna eat? You know, like I, I don't want, I don't want none of that. This has to be. That's why I kind of, I got a little nervous. Some people, the, kind some, of some people in the audience were like, "Ooh," I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, 
as long as it's not some Venom symbiote, the, the, the movie Venom symbiote. Right. Like the recent Venom movie symbiote. Right. I'm cool. Now, that's what he dropped off. So if, it, if he's not like that, then there's going to be people asking, why is he different? I don't care. Uh, like, I, I if if this if they give us that Venom symbiote talking to Spider-Man, I'll be very turned off from seeing that movie. I'm just being right. totally honest. Now, I'll be obviously, like, do I want to see that movie? If that's how they if that's how they build this movie, if that's, if that's how they try to sell this movie, or if that's heck, I I'd read the reviews and the reactions in detail. What am I gonna see right, right. if I go to see that movie? And if I'm hearing anything, oh, it's gonna be like Venom and Venom Two, then I'm not gonna see the movie. Right. Well, now there is some continuity that suggests that, based off not only the second Venom but also I guess the first, that we see uh, Riz Ahmed's Riot character. He's not that, that symbiote's not talking to him, as far as we know. Uh, and I think the same with Carnage. We don't really get any scenes of Woody Harrelson talking to himself. Um, okay. So maybe there, maybe it's not, maybe it's not like, maybe it's that Venom, maybe it's that symbiote specifically, but also maybe you have a situation where it's not talking. Yeah, it's not talking, or maybe they just don't show it like that. You know, mm-hmm. they don't portray it the same way they portrayed in in, in the Van, in the Venom movies, but. Venom, I think, has and, to and, be. And, I mean, and, and to be clear, though, I mean, I mean, in every iteration of Venom, you know, Venom talks to Eddie Brock. You know, he's hearing voices. Yeah, he's yeah. hearing. You know, it's yeah. just you know, it's, just, it's the, yeah. it's the, the way, way it's, they, it's the way it's portrayed. Yeah, they, they and, a lot different. And yeah. is, is is very much more. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's slapstick in a way. You know, it's goofy. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're making if you're if you're making odds, I would say Venom, just based off the post credits scene, would be high on the list. Um, but after that, they, they don't. They don't tease anything. They don't hit anything. They didn't really in the last one either. But a lot of people are off the board now. You know, we've seen so many. And now we just saw a lot of the legacy characters that we thought maybe they'll eventually bring them back. We then saw them in this. So, like you said, can you do a Green Goblin so soon? As we just saw the Green Goblin in this one. Um, that would be interesting. But I wouldn't put him in this next movie. So, that will be interesting. To, yeah. to see how they how they how they play that off, but we still haven't gotten Scorpion. But they sort of retcon whatever they set up in that homecoming post credit scene with Scorpion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, then, then I he, mean, we say they retcon, but I mean, Spider Man is still a thing. It's not like Spider Man is not. That is true. So I mean, they didn't retcon everything. But they didn't Vulture say said, like no. I know who Peter Parker is, or I know who Spider Man is, or something like that? Yeah, Wasn't that part did. of it? Yes, it like, that part is retconned at this point. Like Vulture, well, yeah, that so it's like anything about yeah. them knowing Peter Parker's retcon, not yeah. Spider-Man. Could they show up? That's possible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've they always can, they can still they can still want smoke with Spider-Man, but they just don't know who he is. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, yeah. you could still do. I mean, there's still some chameleon people. Somebody I think could still be really good. You still have Chameleon, particularly with this still, and 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 this is a spoilers movie. This is a spoilers review. And I'm not going to talk about this character beyond just in the guise of Spider-Man. Um, but with that in mind, I mean, Kingpin is, is 100%. Yeah, could you get Wilson's possibility. We've already seen, um, We've already seen Matt Murdock yes. work with uh, Spider-Man. And he would be actually be the only person who would actually be able to know who Spider-Man is because he, would, he could find it out on his own. Yeah. Because of his intuition. So there's mm-hmm. some there are some people around. Uh, it's you know, and of course there's you know, the you no know, Morbius obviously, 
And I don't know. We don't know what. Man, I don't know what I told you. I don't even know what the deal is. I don't know what. I don't know what is going on with that. Because we 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 all assumed coming out of this movie, we would know exactly what Morbius is about. We don't know anything. Nope. Why is why is uh Michael Keaton in that? Michael Keaton. (laughs) But yet in the trailer, he's holding a Daily Bugle paper that looks like the Maguire Daily Bugle. I don't. I don't get it. Multiverse of Madness. That's true, but that movie's coming out after. (laughs) Like what? Did Keaton get lost in in Morbius' world? So I don't know. Yeah, they or are there two Michael Keaton (laughs) uh, vultures running around? What a stupid, what a stupid thing Sony's got going on. There's Spider Verse, but yeah, yeah. One thing I read, one thing I read this week was that apparently when you see the movie, everything will be much more clear as to what's going on. I don't know what that means. That's, that's what I read today. That's what I read today. About Morbius or or Morbius? Morbius. Okay. I mean, I think they have a. They, I mean, they have a plan. Uh, to me, I think it's clearly they have some. Uh, they have a detailed plan. We'll yeah. we'll know what it is. Yeah, we were saying that about this movie. We were like, why is why yeah, is exactly. uh yeah Sandman evil or why is Doc Ock evil? They 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 explain all that stuff. Right. You know, Sandman wasn't evil. You know, he he just right. he just didn't trust his Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, I mean they they were they were and like he was a crook to begin with, you know, more or less, you know. Right. So it was like the idea that he would be like where you scrap with somebody isn't like. I mean, know, if you ask me what I want, you ask me what I want. I would want uh, Wilson Fisk and Felicia Hardy villain movie next movie. That's that could work. I mean, we, I, yeah, I, we I, haven't I, had I, a female villain like yet he, in these in these movies. Um. Because we have this complication with him and MJ, I think another young woman being put into the into the story would make things interesting. Like, I think that that to me is a clear place where you can go. I mean, it's interesting that you bring up Felicia Hardy because I know because we're gonna get um, Catwoman soon in this next Batman movie. Yes. So I mean, that'll be an interesting kind of thing if if that's what they choose to do. I don't know when we're getting another Spider-Man movie. It could be for several years, but. Knowing Sony, I would assume it's not gonna be that far down the line. You would think so. Yeah, no, you know, three max, three, four I mean, max. I mean, you would think so, <laughs> but I mean, we'll Holland, see. But Holland's um, been talking like he doesn't want anything to do with Spider Man for a long time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, negotiating because that's what people are leaning up to. They're saying, "Oh, he's just negotiating um, through the press." But he's talking about, "I want to start a family. I might retire from acting." I mean, he's saying some wild. He was stuff. like, "If I play Spider Man past thirty, I've done something wrong." I was like, "Jesus." Something's gone wrong. I'm like, damn. That's that's so, I mean, you know, I don't... So, it, it, it leads me to question if there's a possibility that uh, that he does want a, a more extended break. I don't know. Face-off is Because the goose is cooked if he don't continue. Yeah, I mean, I it, he, he the way he's talking, like, it sounds like he's going to do another one. You know, and I think kind of we'll see where that goes from there. Yeah, you know. Kind of, yeah, reevaluate on a movie by movie basis how he feels. Uh, but I expect that we do get some, is one of them in the, in the in the short term. Kevin Feige claims that they have a story ready, pretty much. They're coming together with a story for Spider-Man 4. Yeah, uh, which is very, which I think is, you know, he said, he mentioned that, look, I know there's a lot of anxiety for what happened last time. So Yeah, and the way this movie ends, now. you know, you can make the case. I mean, they didn't take him out of the MCU, but like you said, they kind of made him a shadow. So at this point, so they sort of they sort of retconned any sort of MCU connection um, that he had. Uh, 
I still think we may see him with the Avengers, but I don't think we're. I, I think he'll be more traditional in the sense that we may he may not show his identity. And I think so too. I think that he doesn't want that. To. Yeah, people won't know his identity. I also don't think he'll ever be like a. I don't think he'll ever be a member of the Avengers again. I think we're gonna have a. He may you know like kind of like what, what he was in the comics for a long time before you know two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine when they made him an official member of the new Avengers. I think you'll see. You know, he may know some of the people. He may fight with them, but like I don't think he's gonna be so closely tied with them the way he was in his first three movies. It's funny. He's got one more. I read he's got one more movie signed on in the MCU right now uh, in his current deal. Um, like Disney exclusive. Uh, and some people are like, oh, well, I mean, will he show up uh, at the end of Hawkeye? And I'm like, first of all, no. Uh, <laughs> <I would laughs> but um, my guess is I think he's and <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be Coop Kendall again. But I think he's going to show up in Fantastic Four. Mm. Particularly with Watts. Spider-Man is amazing friend. I think he's Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we're going to see him. I don't think, I don't know how extensive. I think it may be like Daredevil, man, a Daredevil in this movie. But, you know, maybe like a guy who's like in it. But, you know, he, for whatever, he's like strange. He may be like strange in, this, in that movie where he, he's in it, but he's not, the movie's not about him on any level. Um. He's a college classmate I mean, of. He, uh, I mean, he's the. I mean, he's the New York hero now. That's the thing, because if they're based in New York, and he like he's still going to be saving the city, even if he's not like you said an Avenger. Yeah, I mean, he, he's still he's still the talk of the town. I mean, you know, what's the name still talking about him? Like he's still. Right. It's just Peter Parker is nobody. Right, and that that'll be the next thing. Probably you would assume that's going to be heavily centered in New York, and uh. You know, I, it it would make sense, I would think, to uh to have him show again, particularly with Watts. But like EJ mentioned, does he know Johnny Storm? Are they classmates? That I mean, that's certainly a possibility. But yeah, that could be a very interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about the post credit scene. So we're over two hours here. <laughs> um, so we have first one, which you mentioned was the Venom scene, where Venom. It's a continuation from the scene we saw in Venom 2, which I'll be honest, I misread the first scene. I had to watch it again today because I was very confused when I watched this this scene. What did, what, what, did, what did you, uh, what were you confused about? My confusion was that my assumption when I saw Venom come into this universe in Venom 2 was that he was seeing the moment that Peter Parker was a real Spider-Man by Jane Jonah Jameson at the end of Homecoming. Uh, Far From Home. That's what he saw, yeah. But then none of this makes sense. <laughs> That's my problem. So but what then, don't you get then? Because so how, cause how did that would have meant that he would have been brought to this universe before Doctor Strange does anything. You catch me? <laughs> now so you know exactly what i'm talking about so i had to look back yeah. at that scene and i watched it again it's a lot more ambiguous because that peter parker it looks like he's standing in Times square and he has his mask off but it's not pat kiernan who's the one who broke the story and he's not he's not at msg but part of me is like okay well me and then the way like the way jk simmons is talking and the way he's talking it, it sounds as if he could be talking about like just this has been news that they've been talking about for weeks or months. Like, right. so when I watched it back, I was like, oh, they have more wiggle room than I thought. Yeah. I definitely yeah. thought, I definitely to me felt like, it felt like to me when they did it, 
that that was the impression you were supposed to get. But I think it's written to a point where it's, it's ambiguous enough where it doesn't have that doesn't have to be the case. Right, so, right. but that was my confusion. I was like, how did he get there before everyone else? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But you're right about that. That wouldn't have made sense if that was the case. Yeah. So I'd look oh. back at it. I'm giving them some rope. I I I, I kind of don't like how that that scene was shot in hindsight. Watching yeah. it again, I'm like, I'm giving you some, a break here, but this very well could not make a lot of sense. A lot of people were saying they didn't understand how Venom knew who Spider-Man was. That they actually did, they did do correctly because in that scene, Venom said, like Venom tells Eddie Brock, like there's uh, there's there's light years of information across universes that your tiny brain couldn't possibly understand. So the things about the world. So when he sees Tom Holland, it makes sense that he has this like appetite of wanting to know who he, like that that's Peter Parker and he wants a shot at him because he from different he knows thing he knows that that's Spider-Man. He knows who Peter Parker is. He's reminded of this thing, you know what I'm saying? So right. that made sense, but but I thought the timeline of how everything went out went went down was kind of weird. Again, I'm giving him a bit of a break when I rewatched it, but I'm still not happy with how Venom shot their post-credit scene. Then the second scene is more is uh is a uh trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So in the first scene, Eddie Brock is trying to go over what's going on in this new universe that he's in before he's essentially pulled out of it by the spell by Doctor Strange at the end. However, he leaves a bit of alien symbiote residue at the bar. So I guess it's supposed to allude to the fact that now the alien symbiote is in the MCU. Not the traditional form in which we get the alien symbiote, but Definitely I don't think that that's an important detail. So. No, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think that yeah, matters at all. Yeah, totally I, I don't need the whole spaceship. I don't need the spaceship. You know, uh, was it John Jameson or everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, Jameson, I'll be, I'll be, yeah. Jameson Jr. or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be crying over that. Yeah, I don't need any of that either. So that is the introduction to the alien symbiote in this universe. It was a fine. I'll be honest. I was. I was actually. I was underwhelmed by both of these mid credit and post credit scenes. Wow. Really? That, yeah. So that might be the hottest take you had on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the hottest take. I mean, not about Venom. That was for a lot of people. That was like a Ralph Boy. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's it. Yeah. We yeah. Had, yeah. I was like, I was mad. Like, I mean, I know Shamari was probably happy yeah. that he was it, sent away to another world. I was mad. I'm like, wait. So we're not gonna see this showdown? And then they let the in the symbiote. I was like, okay. Well, I guess. Yeah, I was happy, and then they let the symbiote, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it had a it had a a, a, a purpose. It just was kind of stupid. I just didn't know. I didn't really know what to make of it. To me, it didn't signal anything imminent. So I was kind of just like, okay. So in the post credit scene, I thought the trailer was kind of meh for for Doctor Strange. I'm being honest. Wow, wow. I thought meh. it was meh. I'm sorry. I thought it was meh. I thought it was okay. There was nothing I saw that was mind blowing. That was like, oh my god. Like, you no, know, I didn't. I didn't feel like I got a great feel for the story. I didn't think. I didn't feel like I got a great feel for the story. It was great seeing Wanda. I like that they referenced, you know, Westview. But I, it just wasn't much for me. Like, I'll be honest. It just, it was okay. Oh, man. I mean, it's a teaser, man. Yeah, that, that's why that's EJ, why it's called a teaser. Did the Avengers teaser? No, the Avengers teaser is a different, different animal. Did that, uh, like, man. blow the Avengers, the Avengers like, teaser, yeah, The man. Avengers teaser after First Avenger, Captain America, showed Thor punching, or rather, slamming Hulk. With Mjolnir, you want to talk about a show-stopping moment? That's a show-stopping. Is there anything show-stopping in that trailer? There's nothing. 
it, it, honestly, that trailer for me is just so memorable because that was the first time you see all of them interacting at the at the same time. You know, like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah, we're yeah, getting a movie yeah. with Thor and Iron Man and Hulk and Captain America, particularly after you just saw this Captain America and Nick Fury after you've seen him in multiple movies. So yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, I think I think I will say this trailer. I think it's just. I think there are a few different things causing this trailer to seem underwhelming. One, the movie was so amazing. Um, and it had to do with the multiverse. And Doctor Strange was in it doing multiverse things. Right. So seeing him in this trailer do multiverse things, maybe like, okay, so, I mean, I guess this is an extension of that. Yeah, it's an extension of that. So, which and is, there's a lot they're not showing Which is what us, I said, which was sort purpose, of the weakest point of the movie. So you're like, oh, is it just more exactly? Of, yeah, that's kind of the the jibber jabber that you know, really get. But, but I'll extend, I'll extend beyond that, Sham. I think what was great about this movie dealing with the multiverse was we had this payoff of seeing Garfield and Maguire in this movie, and then of course even in the promotion we saw Alfred Molina and Defoe and Jamie Fox. Like, I we need to see someone from a different ver- universe in this trailer. It wasn't the time. Uh, no, it's not the no, time. I don't think so. It's not the time. Oh, I totally disagree with you guys. Totally, no, it's not. I'm chilling. Uh, they gave me totally. Mordo. They gave me Wanda. Yeah, they gave me. I, I'm good. I'm cool. So I'm I, cool. I think totally the moment disagree. that you're supposed to get, the moment that you're For supposed the first to first Caesar, I'm cool. Yeah, post credits, I'm cool. So I'm uh, look, I mean, they showed you Shumagorath. I was not expecting to see. Him. I wasn't expecting to see that yet. You know, but beyond that, the I think the thing that's supposed to be the oh wow, this joint's crazy is we think you see the guy from What If. Doctor Strange, like the evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. We don't know who that but is. Yeah, it, lo- it, lo- looks, it looks like him. Yeah. If that's him, that's. I mean, that's crazy. That's somebody from another universe. It's not, you know, Hugh Jackman. It's you know, it's not, you know, right. Charles Xavier. It's not Chris Evans playing Captain Hydra or something. Some of these other, you know, crazy theories that are out there. Right. But it's still. I mean, it's still pretty cool. You know. Yes. I mean, to me, I think for a movie that we've seen nothing from. And it's coming out, I mean, in, in the original canon, it's supposed to come out in two months, two or three months. Yep. Now, I mean, we're, we're still it's still a little bit of ways away, but, you know, it's the next movie. And we haven't seen anything from it. And we got to see all, a lot, again, a lot of the major characters we're supposed to get. Uh, I want to see it again. You know, I haven't got a chance to see it a second time because yeah, me too. Uh, it's in theaters. But it's, I thought it was a cool trailer. I was excited. And... I loved how they they coupled it with that opening introduction. Because at first I thought it was like I was like, what are they doing here? It was showing you that interaction between Strange and and Wanda, and then they go to the trailer. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a. I mean, look, if was it amazing? No. Yeah, it's not it, an amazing it, it trailer. Not an amazing trailer. But as a post, I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, as a post credit scene. That's just supposed to get you excited for what's next. I mean, I like that. That, in my opinion, my favorite post credit scene of the year. For yeah, me. it was by far my favorite. Wow. Post-credit. I mean, totally what else? Is it? I, mean, I thought the Hawkeye. You know, the Hawkeye Yelena one was really cool. That was cool. That one was exciting. That's probably number two for me. Uh, the Chang Chi ones were eh. Chang Chi ones are fine. You know, I thought both Eternals ones were good, but you know, not. They weren't, you know, internet breaking. They're not trailers. You know? Yeah, they're not. I mean, tra- they're not a trailer. They're not to a trailer. Movie. You know. Sorry, man. We gotta agree, disagree on this one. I, I, I was expecting so much more from the Doctor Strange trailer than what we got. Wow. So what uh, were you? I know you said somebody from another universe, but like you have to show somebody from a different universe to me. You have to. Like, give me an example. Like, 
Because uh, about like spoilers. Now I know there's they're gonna show somebody in in the lead up at some point because you have to get people. It's excited. a multiverse of madness. Yeah, so you're assuming they may show somebody who may not be like. I just you, know, you can't big, you can't stress that there's this big deal about messing with the multiverse, and your trailer shows me nothing that has anything to do with you the multiverse. I mean, there's another Doctor Strange. They're holding it with the multiverse. They're That's holding fair. it. He's bringing in some being from some other place. I mean, I'm guessing that has something to do with the movie. That's probably Shuma Koroth, I would assume, though. Right. Right. Um, we, I mean, we got our first, I mean, it was a glimpse, but we got our first look uh, at uh, Sochi Gomez playing America Chavez. That was cool. I did like that. Yeah, yeah, we did get a glimpse of that. That was that was cool. Um, Mordo's inclusion in this. I, look, they clearly, uh, you they the, break You got the, the dreadlocks. Yeah, and he's got the they got the the, the painkiller from Black Lightning. Yeah, I like the new look. <laughs> they got a new mortal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they clearly retconned whatever his story was. I would I would assume. I haven't seen the movie. You think they retconned it? I mean, I, but I, he looked like he was gonna go full on villain. Now he's like, hey, strange. <laughs> I know. Funny right. seeing you here. You know, and I'm like, all right. And clearly, no, no, I, still, I, thought, I thought I thought he was ready to box. <laughs> right. But I was like, I don't know. I thought I thought we were getting villain Baron Mordo. And now it's still kind of ambiguous. What's what's the deal with it? Maybe that's a twist. Maybe it's like Mysterio. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, anything else would have felt like too much, in my opinion. It would have felt like a lot. I'd be like, wow, they're showing a lot. In like you know, like some people think we may get Haley Atwell as Captain Carter. Seeing that in that, that trailer, see, like, that would that that would have made me feel like, all right, let's get it. I'm ready. That would have been crazy. I probably would I would have been bugging out. I would have rather seen that than the other Doctor Strange. Wow, so what are they hiding? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Why are they not showing me? Now, the word on the street is that they're actually doing reshoots and they're adding more cameos to this movie, as far as that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, too. So, if that's the case, then there's more to this movie. Yeah, yeah, it might not be ready. Yeah, it might not be ready for the trailer. Yeah, and it may not even be ready for the trailer. But, uh, yeah, I think they're giving you, I think it's a drip. I think it's a drip, drip. I, I I think, I tell you, when that trailer hits the public, I think that people, if that is the trailer they go with as the first trailer. I don't think it's be. Yeah, I think it's going to be another one. I hope so. I think there's a chance that you're right. I think there's a chance that you're right. But if, 85% if they, of people that are, care will have already seen it. <laughs> so, that's true. Probably 100%. But they, but they would have only seen it once in high definition. Um, yeah, but, definitely. like, mm-hmm. but, to, but to me, if that if they go with that with the public and the rest of everybody sees I think people are going to be wildly disappointed. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you. Again, as apparently, this is a, apparently this is a crazy hot take, but like, I'm telling. I don't you know that. if that. I don't know if or people like. Yeah, I mean, the I general public expecting have, Doctor I, Strange two to yeah, be the yeah, biggest movie. We yeah, are because we know there may be right. bigger stuff involved. But are the general public expecting this to be anything more than a WandaVision Doctor Strange crossover? <laughs> you know, movie. Um, I the, I guess that's the only other thing I would have asked for. Maybe a little bit more Wanda, but. Again, I think they're holding a lot of things close to the vest. Yeah. I think Wanda alone is going to get a lot of people hyped for the movie. I don't think people are going to be, like, disappointed with the trailer. Yeah. Um, if they were to release that. But, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I thought this, I thought they, I think that's fine for a teaser. I mean, I think we're going to get more. I'm I, Honestly, I don't want them to reveal too much. If they have, like, crazy cameos, like, like, Kevin Carter or something like that, <laughs> I'd be like, look, I don't know how to see that. Yeah. Necessarily, like how they hid the Spider Man, the Spider Man in this. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily have to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm good. You got my yeah, yeah, my ticket already. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to see that. 
<laughs> go see the movie. Now, EJ is right that what they showed did not tell me this is anything more than a regular Doctor Strange sequel. Which, and again, for the first teaser, I'm fine with. The yeah. second one, the or at least the final trail, whatever we whatever we're talking about, we, has to be. I think we need more plot, more plot. We didn't get much plot from. Yeah, we didn't get much much I plot. Think, I, I think my problem too is that you know the, the the you know the trailer. A lot of the trailer is this thing about you know what you did with Spider Man was a mistake, basically. Like to me, you can't lead with that, knowing that Spider Man was the biggest solo MCU movie of all time, and then what you're showing me is mid stuff. <laughs> that's how I feel. It's like, okay, oh, that's something you do with Spider Man had massive ramifications. Like, oh man, that Spider Man thing was huge. And what you showed me is stuff that I already knew I was gonna see. Yeah, seeing Christine like, Palmer and stuff like that, I didn't probably need any of that. But you know, like I, I didn't need any of that, man. Like they want I, you to think that this is just a regular Doctor Strange movie. Why would they want that though? After what they're trying to, after what they've already established with his so connection that to Spider Man. It's just like they're doing with Spider Man. It's like how they're doing with Spider Man. They wanted you no, to think no, that but they didn't. They didn't do that with Spider Man because they showed you Defoe and they showed you but, these other villains. You knew it was much larger than that. This don't well, even look. This well, don't I mean, even look. This don't even look larger than a regular Doctor Strange movie. I don't know, man. I think even I mean, the first Spider Man. People, people know there's other Spider Man in this movie now. Takes if there were the if the other Spider Man were not in this movie, this movie wouldn't be at the level it's at right now. No. So I, I disagree with that because. And also the first Spider-Man trailer, all the only big thing it showed you was Melina at the end, right? Was that was that was in the first trailer? You see Melina. Did they have the like, bomb too? I think did they have the goblin yeah, bomb? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, and the goblin bomb was in it. Um, so you get you you kind of you hinted that yeah, that there's the villains are back, which then led people. The reason people were excited about that was because they thought Andrew and Toby were in the movie. Honestly, uh, that would have been exciting anyway. But this. Didn't have any of that, you could argue. But right, I, the WandaVision thing. I think it's been a while since WandaVision came out, so that may not have, it may not have the same steam that it had that would have had months ago. But it's got that's enough. still it's got more than enough. That's still a huge deal. But that was a big. That was a. I mean, it's a great show, obviously, and also wildly popular. Um, and she's in her costume too, which is, she's in which the is still a plus. Yeah, a plus. still one. I mean, I tell you what, I told you guys, I thought that that was the best. I, I think I said it was the best Marvel costume out on our review show. I mean, I think Spider Man's new costume is now <laughs> the the one the I only, com- the only competition. Should, I think that's yeah, there. I need, I need to see it in clear daylight. But it's it's a, it's, it's close. It's <laughs> in that conversation, man. That thing that that new suit is fire. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that you're getting a suit that comic book accurate. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. That's and part then, of the reason why I feel like they, I mean, not why they, they hit it, but sort of the value of why they, they've they decided not to use his original. They've given you all these goofy, you know, alternate costumes. And now that he's going to. Yeah, it actually like, feels a lot better. Iron yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Boy Jr. costumes and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, Iron Boy. But now, now, yeah, like you said, now that he's 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 actually playing, using the, the the traditional costume, it's like it's like he's in his final form now. Exactly. Um, but we should get the scores here. Uh, so I'll let I'll let Kendall go first. What are you gonna give Spider Man No Way Home as a score out of ten? Man, this is tough. Ah, uh, I will go nine point four. Just under nine point five, one of the highest grades I've probably ever given. 
Uh, can't go ten. You know, ten to me is a movie that just has it's no just, issues. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I gave Endgame a ten. I don't know if I gave Endgame a ten, but just a movie that has no issues. You know, just a perfect film. I this is not a perfect film. Uh, we've mentioned things that could have been better. Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. The, the, the some of the Doctor Strange stuff was eh. the plot was sort of a means to an end rather than like you know a, a be- just an a, just an excellent story from beginning to end you know it was more of the, the first act was sort of a means to an end uh, more or less but this is a movie that was car- carried by its performances from a lot of the lead actors um, and and the villains were excellent. Uh, did not introduce another villain. I mean, first of all, the Sinister Five thing, I think, is stupid. But, and I feel like something happened there. I feel like somebody couldn't get really? included. I think, it's yeah, I think something. I don't know. I Maybe mean, I could be wrong because they kind of picked the one I, I, think, I think they did that to mess with John. Yeah, maybe that was part of the, maybe that was just part of the, the hype. I think it was um, part of the misdirect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got, they, they, they picked five really good villains. Uh, also interesting how they, they, they used, when they show, uh, like Thomas Hayden Church and they show the, the Kurt Connors characters, the human form, like they just <laughs> use CG from the movies that they were originally in, <laughs> which is <laughs> right. funny. Um, cause they, I guess they couldn't get them to, to come back or at least they couldn't get them to, to be there in person. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, overall excellent film, not a lot to nitpick. Uh, and gave us some of the biggest reveals in the history of cinema, some of the biggest comebacks in the history of cinema, and probably some of the more thunderous theater reactions you'll ever get from a movie in this one. So, uh, round of applause to Sony. Uh, haven't said that in a long time. And round of applause to Marvel. You're Sony Ike. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pascal Pictures. But yeah, no, great movie. All right, Sham. What about you? Uh, I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm sure there's many that wow, the Grinch that'd be a hater. Oh, I'm a hater. <laughs> Why you hate this movie, Shamari? I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, as I said, I think this is a great film. I don't know why I'm, I'm the hater, but this is a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. I enjoyed it by far. My favorite of the three Holland movies. He did the. This was by far his best performance. Uh, Cumberbatch was great in this movie. All the acting performances was great in this movie. Defoe, you know, adds at least a couple points to this movie. Yeah, legendary. Legendary performance from Defoe in this movie. Um, you know, Toby and Garfield were fantastic in the movie. Everyone was great in this movie. Story was great. I mean, I can't give it a 10, you know, just because of, you know, plot's a little jumbly. Um, and, uh, you know, the ending is, is just a little... It's just very messy, just in terms of what 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 the state of the universe is in, and, and I know they're gonna tell that later, but it's just it's just very it's just very unclear, and it's just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel settled, you know. So it's so I, I don't know how I feel about that. But outside of that, love the movie. It's a great movie. I can't, I can't really I can't take anything else away from it. I, I loved it. I want to see it more times. Can't say it's the Ghost Spider Man. I gotta see the other ones again. Um, I feel like I may have gave them Spider-Verse a 9, maybe even a little higher as well. Um, I got to see the other Spider-Man movies again, the, the original ones. But but this is a fantastic movie. I give it a 9 out of 10. 
yeah, I'm gonna give this film a uh, nine and a half, nine point five. Um, you know, I can't give it a ten because I think you know, you know, ten movies to me are like, uh, like maybe really only The Dark Knight. I don't be the only movie I, I would ever have given a ten. I know we weren't doing movie ratings uh, on this podcast <laughs> when Dark Knight came out, but um, but yeah, that was probably the only movie I think of from superhero standpoint that I'd say is definitely a ten. Uh, Black Panther may come close. Infinity War may come close. Endgame probably comes close. But uh but that would probably you know but really be a ten. But this is this is as good as it gets for most superhero movies. I mean it's not perfect. And you guys have mentioned all the issues the the issues that people will have with it. I mentioned some of the issues I have with it. But it's just positive. Uh the the acting performances are just really stellar across the board. Everyone really brings their A game, particularly Tom Holland, William Defoe, uh Zendaya and I think Marissa Tomei, I think also was uh, was excellent in, in, in the role she was given as well. She really, um, it felt like this was also, you know, I feel like she may have told them, look, I ain't doing more than three. But I, I feel like this also felt like them saying, we're going to give you a little more. Like, we know your character in some ways, to some criticism, been like kind of just like sexualized and like maybe not, not given more in terms of being just an important rock towards Peter and who he is as Spider-Man and... They gave her a lob, and I thought she threw the alley down in pretty spectacular fashion. Um, the, I mean, just the, 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 the payoffs of seeing Matt Murdock, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and again, how they incorporated those guys and how those guys actually performed all together in the final act. Just really stellar stuff. Um, just really enjoyed this movie. Can I say enough good things? Again, not perfect. Definitely would have loved some better post-credit scenes, but this was a scene like to me. If you want to say the execution of everything was a nine, I feel like the heart and the spirit of the movie elevates it to another point, another half point, because the spirit of this movie is so strong and so emotional for anybody who loves Spider-Man as much as I do, and most Spider-Man fans. That I, I can't go lower than a nine and a half. To me, this is all you could have asked for, really. So, um. Man, this has been a two and a half hour podcast, one of the longest we've done. But I think this this movie deserves this conversation, and I think a lot of people will be talking about this movie for a very long time. It's like really unfortunate that we're in a situation where the health situation is is you know declined so fast in this country that seeing it twice doesn't necessarily feel like the safest option. But I cannot wait to see it again, however long that takes or what form that takes. This movie left a mark on me, and I'm really uh, happy I got to see it. I think a lot of Spider-Man fans can say the same. That's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. We'll be back uh, you know, next time with another more uh, regular edition of Sports uh, Hero Talk. We're we'll talk about the, the regular news of the week. Um, but, of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media, where, again, if you're following on Hawkeye, Marvel's Hawkeye, we're doing weekly recaps of that. Season finale is this week, so make sure you guys uh, keep your eyes out for that. Also, be sure to catch us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Of course, you can find us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Ken will be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And you can find Jamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MC Sham 22. Thank you guys again for checking this out. For Shamari, Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>